And we're live. Howdy, folks. John here. Uh, Happy New Year. You know, this will be the first pod of uh, 2021. Um, we're going to kick it off. We're doing a sneaker hour today. Um, coming to you live, we're in, you know, beautiful state of Michigan. Pretty sunny outside. Uh, it's uh, January. Um, special guest here today. Sneaker expert, sneaker connoisseur, sneaker head. Um, good buddy of mine. Uh, fellow co-worker from back in the day. Uh, StockX sneaker authenticator. Some of you might know him as Hershey. We have um, Jacob, last name, pronunciation, sorry if I botch, Herskovitz? Her- Herskovitz, yeah. Herskovitz, excuse me. Um, what's up, Jacob? How's it going, hey, man? Hey, John. Thanks for having me today. Really, really excited to be on the show today. You know I'm a huge fan. <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah, you were saying you, you, you watch, I think you said you watch every episode. I've seen every You're episode. Not that. The day it came out, yeah. Dude, love it, man. Appreciate it. And, um, you know, Jacob, we have, um, you know, we got a good history from back in mm-hmm. when I used to work in my sneaker authentication days over at StockX, and I learned a lot about shoes, and, you know, you kind of taught me a little bit about shoes, and kind of taught each other different stuff, and, you know, it's fun, dude. Mm-hmm. AKA, you know, also the Chicken Parm Boys. Oh, yeah. Chicken Parms every Wednesday <laughs> for, what was that, six months straight? Six months. I think we, yep. had, we had Chicken Parms every, and, and if you... Um, I think Detori knows, but if you you know if you was in the facility and you know about the chicken parms, oh yeah, they were they were slappers. They were too. iconic. Um, and we used to always joke about the chicken parms. We would always post a picture on the gram on some chicken <laughs> parm Wednesdays. Yeah, um, that's classic. No, it's fun, man. Um, yeah, we had some good times. Uh, back back in the day. At, yeah, at the it, it was fun, dude. Um, and I'm looking around. You get so many like shoes, and it's like oh, like classic shoes from. From back in the day mm-hmm. at the sneaker events, and you got a nice collection, dude. Thank you. I a lot of goodies. That. I'm looking around. You got some. I'm, I'm looking at Tiffany's right now. Yep. Tiffany Lowe's. I mean, those. Yep. Are, I'm a huge fan of uh, Nike SBs and Nike Dunks. So I think I have five or six pairs right now. Yeah, you were big um, into Dunks. I, w- I wasn't too big in the Dunks. You were into the Dunks, kind of early mm-hmm. before I guess the current hype on Dunks. But let's kind of take it back to um, since we both have you know. A pretty extensive knowledge about about shoes um you know if you look at me you're probably looking like oh these guys got leather shoes and boots he doesn't re- know about sneakers but the the knowledge it goes deep and and what i've learned throughout the years and the way i even got into clothes was shoes you know first pair i had was, mm-hmm. was uh jordan 7 olympics it was oh four pair that was your first pair first pair of um actual shoes like that's a great sneakers. pair of first shoes face box og box yep. too until I wore them a couple times, and then the sole started to come off. Oh, yeah, it's bad, dude. Did you get these in '04? No, 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 not in '04. I was a child, but <laughs> I, I bought them in, in freshman year of high school. Okay, off my buddy Tony. So that's what kind of got me into the game. But let's kind of rewind to the best of our ability to, I guess, one of the most popular Jordans, um, referring to the Jordan one, mm-hmm. the retro ones, the Nike Air Jordan ones, iconic shoe. Um, everybody knows what the shoe looks like. Basically, your high top shoe, and that shoe actually came out in the year of 1985. It was actually September 15th. It was the the black and red colorway. Guess what the retail price was, Jacob, at the time in '85 for Jordan One. Oh man, I would guess eighty to ninety dollars. Dude, sixty-five dollars. Sixty-five dollars. Sixty-five dollars in 1985, and believe like if you look at nowadays and some of the stickers on the boxes would be thirty-five or forty-five dollars. Like those used to go on sale in eighty-five. That's crazy. No, I mean it's, it's kind of ridiculous. And fast forward to today, 
what does an 85 dead stock go for? 10,000, I think. Yeah, anywhere from five to $10,000 for a brand new pair of those shoes today. Yeah, do you see those often? At not, not at all. It's a very, very yeah. rare shoe. And there's um, always problems with the boxes, too, because of the age. Mm-hmm. And the hang tag. Mm-hmm. I got um, the OG hang tag where it has all the instructions and all the little details about the shoe and the OG uh, Jumpman picture on it and everything. Yeah. I mean, did it, it was come with the retro card at the time or? I don't believe so. They came with the tag. And I don't think they did the retro card till the 90s. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, it's kind of crazy, dude. There was a lot. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, that year I'm looking at like a little bit of history on the facts. They also did the, the Chicago colorway and the black toes all in 85. So you had the triple combo of like, I guess the most iconic Jordan ones in today's um, eyes were, were those three colorways, all 65 bucks. That's crazy yeah. because in today you can get a toddler's pair of Air Jordan 1s for $65 for a toddler's shoe. Jeez, man. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. And that shoe was controversial to the fact where um, the NBA didn't like uh, Jordan playing in that shoe. It was something with um, – I guess the color was too vibrant or didn't match the uniform and the other players and this and that. And believe it or not, like it was violating the the uniform policy. And every time Michael Jordan wore that shoe on the court, Buddy had to pay five thousand dollars <laughs> in nineteen eighty five's money. I don't even know what that converts in, in, in today's standards, which is like, dang, like that at the time I guess Nike was out here getting harshed on they were they were getting slapped they said you can't wear they this were shoe. not what they are today that's that's for sure no no it's and it's kind of crazy where it comes to today but i guess in my opinion i think just the jordan one is that shoe that's like even in, like they so many colorways that they dropped oh yeah it, it might be one of my personal favorite jordans um you know most people do say that but i think it's just the way it's cut and the way that's it's structured, I think it's the it's one of the most attractive looking sneakers just in general. When you're in the sneakers, like you can wear that with denim sweatpants, you can wear it with a suit, dude. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's people have worn them with suits. Yeah, dude, it's it's crispy, it's crispy. And um, if you look at like, are right, you look at an '85 Jordan, and then you know the next time they, I guess they retro the Jordan one was was it '94 or '95? Uh, I believe it was '94. Okay, and then like. You got your Jordan 1, you know, I got your 85s, and then your 94s, and then your 01s, and then your 11s, and then your 13s, and then your 15s, or 16s, and then your 2020s, and, like, if you line those up right in front of you, and, like, you can tell, obviously, just by the way it's constructed and the way Mm -hmm. the shoe sits, you can point and say which one's from which year. And the leather quality on all of them is completely different. Like, I remember the, the 2013 or whatever year it was, those bread ones were like significantly worse quality than the next year and then significantly worse than the 01s and the cut of the 01s was different than the it was cut almost of the a mid. The, so the cut of the 01s was dude is almost a, a, a mid cut mm-hmm. dude. and the in the collar was so fat and and like plush and those were numbered too yep and there was i think there was an american numbering system and then i think the international pairs had a different they were um number to a different amount with the metal hang tag yep kind of crazy i've kind of been i've owned a handful of 85s in the past the neutrals whoa um that's a rare show oh it's rare and i've I ended up i ended up selling each pair for about probably 400 bucks or so give or take i think i had a it was a, like a size 7 bread 85 too when did you just, sell these 
2000, probably 2017, Jeez. 18, like a lot, but like they were kind of beat, but they were, you know, they were still dope. Yeah. And like, sometimes you're just afraid to wear like a shoe like that. Cause bro, they will fall off. I, oh yeah. I've had it happen before. I've quick side note, bro. I've been in a situation where I was wearing these vintage Nikes from like the nineties, like just some ACGs joints. And like, I'm at this little like mini party, bro. And first time I, right, let me, I got these on eBay, all right, let me wear them. They look crispy, like VNDS. Which is like kind of scary because you know that glue. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna hold. You up. gotta break the glue, and you gotta break the glue, dude. It's it's it was like this was an awful day, dude. So I'm walking, I'm walking, and like I see a little separation on the toe, and I'm like, dang it! Like stay with me, Nike. Don't hold, don't let me down, bro. Mm-hmm. So like 30 minutes pass by, I'm walking, bro. All of a sudden, I look to, I look down, bro. The whole sole, outsole is off, bro. Oh, it's flopping. No. I'm talking pancakes, yep. bro. And I'm at this place, and I'm with my buddy. I'm like, dude, my shoe, my sole came off my right shoe. It's like, bro, what do I do? And like, bro, I was just like in shock because like the glue had failed me. Nike had failed me. <laughs> and then um, I had to rip the sole off, and I had to go. One of my shoes had no outsole, bro. And you stayed at the party? And I stayed at the party <laughs> until we had to leave. I couldn't believe it, bro. So I threw it away, and like I, there was like pieces of like the midsole, the foam, just like on the floor. And I was like, dang. I'm never wearing vintage Nikes again, dude. And I was like, that was just an, it was an awful experience, dude. It, it, it sucks. I had a similar situation happen, actually. My senior year of high school, I was wearing the 99 White Summit 4s. And I was probably a size 11 at the time. These were a 13. And I remember I put them out in the morning. It was my first time getting them. I got them off, you know, buying and selling Kicks Detroit. You know, the Classic. Old, old Facebook, Facebook group. Facebook we can Facebook get into that groups. a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember wearing them, and then, you know, like, third hour, I start to separate pretty bad. You know, like, the crumbs are falling off in class type of thing. And I remember I was going to my last class right before lunch, and the entire soul fell off. And I had to literally take my girlfriend at the time's car home at lunch to get a new pair of shoes Bro, because the sole of my shoes fell off. That's in insane. That, I mean, I that's crazy, dude. That's why, especially, like, if you look at uh, the Jordan 3s are infamous for that. The Jordan 4s, heck yeah, they fall right off. Yep. Um, it happened to my Jordan 7s. The Jordan 11s, man, those will, those <laughs> puppies, those those soles will come right off, dude. Yep. It's it's ridiculous. Um, like cleanly too with the Jordan 11s. Oh no, the thing about Jordan, dude, they'll they'll peel right off. Yeah. That rubber will peel right off, and you know you can glue it. You know, get your um, barb cement and all that. <laughs> but some tricks back in the day would be to use shoe goo. Yep, I remember. And like I'd go to Rite Aid or CVS and cop the the shoe goo to try to fix it, but it would only fix it for so long, dude, and they would just come off. So that's kind of the downside of sneakers in the turn in the sense where I've really gotten into I guess I have boots, Western boots from the seventies and eighties, and the way they construct those is they don't use any synthetic glues or materials. It's basically stitching. And Everything's sewn together? Sewn together and nailed in. So if you fast forward 10, 20, 30 years, you can pull out that dead stock cowboy boot that was well made, stitched together, nailed, and the stitching's not going to come apart. You know, it's just th- through tension rather than the glue. So I have boots that I wear that, you know, they don't separate because they're stitched together and it's made out of leather and stuff. So compared to obviously your sneakers and all that. But no, I mean, that's, I mean, it's. It's kind of sad, you know, that glue falls apart. And, like, people have a lot of dead stock shoes, and they don't really go for that much monetary value just due to the fact that you can't wear them. Yeah. You can't wear 99, you know, Jordan 4s. It's I 20 mean, years old, over 20 years old at this point. Yeah, and it's just those are 
you just keep them on ice and even if they're dead stock dude i've seen they crumble yep i mean you, you can't beat the elements because and if you think about i guess fast forward 10 to 20 years from now those shoes from the early from the 90s and stuff it'll they'll start falling apart and it's you can't physically wear those unless you're doing a soul swap and, and that and at that point that's a whole thing i'm not i've never been a huge fan of the soul swap scene because at that point i like things to be all original at that of point course. you're putting a new material on an older shoe and you're kind of killing the whole at that point you buy a new shoe. you know what i'm saying exactly it's um it's kind of ridiculous and i guess if you look at certain hype on shoes like you're super big in the SPs and you know that you know that shit very well mm -hmm. I guess I have my question is what happened to the SB game right now that is just bonkers dude price wise I was looking at skunks back in the day were 500 bucks and now they're like two to three thousand dollars crazy Bro, what happened Jacob like since yeah. you know I mean you can, you're an SB guy and you know you've been wearing them for years long time and it's like, dude, what happened? Yeah, I've always been a fan of, like, Nike SBs and Nike Dunks. Uh, I probably got into them around, like, you know, 2011, 2012. So about eight years. And they really weren't selling for much at the during that time. You know, all the big releases, you know, pink box, black box releases, those all came out uh, maybe 10 years before, five years before. So the hype just wasn't there on them anymore. People weren't skating as much or whatever it was. They just weren't. They just didn't have the high resale value. Uh, I remember back in the day, I got a pair of Uncle SBs. There's only a thousand pairs that ever came out. The and, uh, Futura. Yep, designed Unks, by the Futura. Pink, the yep. pink and black. Oh my, that's one of one of my favorites. Besides, like that and like the Paris, but cool, beautiful shoe. You had a pair of those. I had a pair. I got them Jesus at uh, a Michigan sneaker exchange event back in the day for three hundred bucks. Three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars. Was it dead stock? They were worn a few times, My but God, dude, uh, that's... tough size defines. They were size eleven and a half, and bigger size was a half tough size for too. Jeez, three hundred dollars. And yeah, those shoes today are worth, you know, two three thousand dollars brand new. Three hundred dollars. So, I mean, three hundred dollars to three thousand dollars in ten years is pretty crazy. But they really blew up. A whole SB scene really blew up when I, Travis started posting pictures with wearing nike sbs the floms and the yep. paris and mm -hmm. all that he was wearing you know, the paris dunks the what the dunks and next thing you know kylie jenner is posting pictures of what the dunks some skunks and the stussies and all these crazy uh sbs it cherries just... those used to be oh you, yeah you used to you still have the cherries are they i sold i sold the pair yeah i yeah. sold i bought them three or four summers ago They're and cheap. i yeah i got them for 120 dollars my god They're, right now they're probably worth closer to Eight to nine hundred in like that condition that they were in, I ended up selling them to uh, Jordan Worthman actually from F Warmer. Yeah, you know he, he's a he's got he's got a nice collection. Of oh shoes. yeah, I've sold him a lot some some good stuff. He's back a big in the Nike day. SB guy. Yeah, you know he's big big into that. And dude, today it's you look at Nike and then what all of these dunks and and um, SBs like bro, so many different like flavors and like I'm looking at that's a more recent pair of the yeah the, the Brazils. And then you get you have the Supreme. Yep, those those are actually one of my favorite those shoes are ever. Chicken, man. Yep, the elephant print with the red leather Supreme Dunks. Not That's the original colorway. It's a gorgeous shoe. It's gorgeous though. I love the just the the colors on it. They just match so well. So nice. Yeah, no, it's kind of. I think it's it's, it's a it's a well balanced shoe if you mm -hmm. look at a, a silhouette standpoint and 
the amount of colorways. If you look at like the Tiffany's right there and the Brazils, and the, you have the U the Umish Dunks. No, I don't. One I of my I'm... personal favorites. I mean, I love Ann Arbor and Michigan, and yep. that they've released those so many times, bro. Yep. They said at outlets when they came out, not this past time, but the one before. They were at outlets, and that was the premium pair, right? Yep. Yeah, they had that shoe. I would love a dead stock pair. I think I don't know when they released them. Maybe it was in the eighties or nineties. It was that... the uh, school pack, so it was like the Michigans. It was Syracuse. like UNLV, Syracuse. Oh my, and I all, love that, all of dude. these dunks and uh, the Iowa's, and I believe it. I believe it was nineteen eighty five. Actually, same year as the Jordan yeah, one. Super, super long. And they're time very ago. similar silhouettes too. The cons- uh, yeah, if you if you set that next to a, a recent pair, there isn't. Um, I guess do with the construction and the way they sit is similar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, compared to like a Jordan One, if you look at like an eighty-five, is so much different. Yeah, than, um, I guess they're they're trying they're making it closer the construction-wise to an eighty-five, but dude, I, I mean, I, I I I'm not really into like the dunks and SBs, obviously, but I like I like the way they look from like a, a silhouette standpoint. I, th- I think they're dope. And- they're definitely a good-looking shoe. I want to ask you, what's your opinion on? all the dunks coming out again this year. Like there was the Ben and Jerry's dunks, for example. Like, what do you think of those? Those are, I've seen one person wear those in Detroit, like randomly. And I was like, holy <laughs> crap, those are insane. But I tried to cook those. And obviously, you know, if you're on the sneakers app, bro. Oh my God. I mean, bro, the amount of L's I've took, I have enough to stack up to the ceiling. I, I never cook on sneakers. It's so hard to win on sneakers. It, impossible. And, I don't even want to get into that. It's just so everybody takes L's on that. If you cook, it's always if you're cooked that, it's always a random dude who cooks them or like a girl who cooks them. Yep. Like, I'm just like what? It's like oh, or it's the person like hey, like go for these, and then they end up cooking them. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's funny, dude. Um, but the Ben, I think those Ben and Jerry's are awesome, and and what Nike is doing with so many different collaborations, I should say. And silhouettes and like how funky they're getting with the box and the laces and the insole and all that because, you know, we have trained eyes and we can kind of see, okay, like they went to the extreme detail to like look at this box label, like the font is different and then like the insole and then this and that. And it's like Nike's really pushing it to the extreme. Like if you would have thought like 10 years ago that Nike would be doing this and that now, people would be like, nah, you're crazy, dude. Like that shit's over with, but... I think it's dope. It's uh, all in the details. It's, it's all in the details. It's like the special box version for all like the concept shoes and uh, a lot of the SBs, you know, the lobsters and everything. All, super cool how they do all yeah, that. Yeah, and like I was um, another old coworker, Cam. Shout out Big to Cam. Shout out to Cam, Mustache Cam, if you're listening. He was, um, I would always ask him questions about SBs and dunks. Super and knowledgeable. He would guy. know it down to the T. And, like, he was, like, the, you know, the SB dunk guy. Like, he would break down the history and why they did this and that. And I used to always run up to him and ask him questions, like, yo, like, what's that worth? Or, dang, what year is that from? Like, why is this $10,000? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, he would know. Like, he was the, the pro. So, and him and, um, what's it I mean, there's a couple other, you know, SB heads. Yep. Um, Justin uh, and Justin, Francis. Francis, yeah. You know, OGs and the Francis OG. Francis is an OG, OG He's an OG yeah. head. You know, if you know Francis, you know Francis. He is an OG head, and he knows his his stuff. I mean, his OG stuff. Because I mean, I'm I'm 22, and you're what 21, 22, 23. Yeah. So we weren't, you know, in the scene 
I, we, I, the thing is, I always pay homage to the OGs that came yeah, before me, obviously, to. and you always got to ask them questions and, and praise them because at the end of the day, bro, if it ain't, if the OGs weren't there, we wouldn't be here today. You know what I'm saying? Right. Knowledge wise. So you always got to pay homage. And I will never say I know more than the OGs, period, no matter what, because that's just a respect level that they taught us. They brought the game up so we can play the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They made the game so we can play it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So. Just to pay homage to all the OGs out there, if I know you or do not know you, um, you know, I just got to give people the respect they deserve when it comes to the knowledge. Because without them, we wouldn't, we, you would, these shoes wouldn't be here. The market for sneakers was not what it was today. It was, you know, maybe like here at least, Detroit doesn't have the biggest sneaker scene. It's tight, it's a community though. Yeah, it is a very tight community, and it's grown tremendously Insane. recently. And like the kids now, like the younger kids, like look at the 16, 18 year olds that are getting into the game, maybe for the right or wrong reasons, but just make sure, you know, if you're getting in the game, pay homage to the OGs. Yeah, for and sure. And if you have any questions, ask the OGs, you know what I'm saying? Don't be naive, you know, don't act like you know everything, because nobody knows everything. Always learn from the next guy. Yeah, you have, you have to... Uh recognize the game and mm -hmm. there is levels to this shit yeah and it's you know there is like you just can't <laughs> jump into the, the top tier even though most people would like to um you just can't like you gotta you gotta pay the admission to play the game oh yeah you know what i'm saying and it's, it's it's fun game and we do it for the love you know what i'm saying like i love footwear and i love clothing and you know it's like second nature to us you know we don't try too hard to like something it's just like you wake up and you're like all right let me check what i'm about to buy or what i'm about to sell and this and that um no it's fun dude but um i guess we can start talking about the the way i kind of like the really opened my eyes in, into the sneaker world was the local sneaker events like you were talking oh, yeah. about the, the sneaker culture and all that those was like i remember the first sneaker event i went to was michigan sneaker exchange at the skate park in royal oak a modern skate park. modern skate park yep that was in 2000 dang 2000 and what fifth six it must it was like my sophomore year 12 13 i don't remember so long there, ago yeah. but i remember i did not know nothing dude i was wearing baggy levi's and timberlands <laughs> i know nothing about shoes i was but... wearing the american eagle jeans so i was right exactly there with dude it's Cringe like I, we were kids bro i didn't I, I had 40 bucks in my pocket oh, i wasn't yeah. i was broke dude you know what i'm saying but um i remember that day it was the tiffany highs had released that day at pogo at pogo and my buddy had him there. He had the Tiffany highs there, and I was looking at the shoe, and I was like, "Whoa, what, do you know where the Tiffany highs dropped? That was the day the sneaker event was. Was the day the Tiffany <laughs> yeah. highs dropped, and I was like, "Dang, they were like hundred and some dollar shoe, and they're going for four hundred bucks." Oh yeah, right out the door. Yeah. So listen to this, dude. I was a little bit into the eBay game at the time, but I was reselling um, knickknacks, like vintage stuff, like bottle openers, like baseball cards, mm -hmm. shit like that, just to make ten, twenty bucks. And bro, like. When that shoe had dropped, this is a funny story. I had pre-ordered, I had made an eBay listing to pre-sell a shoe. It was a size like 10 and a half SB for 400 bucks. And I was like, dang, I think I'm going to cook them on the website because I didn't really know much about sneaker yeah. drops. And I ended up not being able to cook them on like CSS or CNN or like CCS. CCS, yeah, the, the skateboarding I thought I was going to cook them, but I didn't end up cooking them. And I was like, dang, this guy already paid me. I need to get the shoe somehow. And there was that sneaker event, so we pulled up, and my buddy ended up having the Tiffany Highs that day. In the same size? In the size, bro. Wow. He had like two or three pairs. He cooked. Like, he paid resale, but 
he paid a low resale so he could flip mm-hmm. them for more. And I ended up buying them for like two seventy five, and then I ended up shipping them for that four hundred initially. Awesome. And that was such like a looking at these tables and like I was young, you know, I was looking at these guys that were twenty, twenty five, thirty, with monster tables of like dead stock ninety fours. It was intimidating, is it? Very kid? intimidating, and these guys were kind of very scary to approach. Because they would lay them out, and like you wouldn't know if you'd be able to touch the shoe. They always had the sign that said "Do not touch." Yeah, at like, every table. They would but then everyone always touched. Very like mean and intimidating. Like you'd be kind of scared because you were just like a short little kid with like, dang, like these guys have thousands of dollars worth of shoes, and I'm like, I'm just this broke high school kid, <laughs> looking like, dang, I wish I can buy that shoe and that, and it's like, the way they talked about the shoe, and like it's kind of crazy. Were you, were you were you at were you at that you were at that sneaker? Event? I've been to pretty much every Michigan sneaker exchange event. So you were there. Had. I swear you were there. But I, I remember the actually time. the first time I remember ever seeing you was at the one at where was it? It was at the soccer place. That was the soccer field. And I it must have been that. in 2014. I remember seeing you there. I believe you were with Tony and Tony and Jeff. Yep. Correct. And I, we weren't we weren't friends at the time. We didn't know each other. We might yeah. have saw each other on you know buying and selling Kicks mm-hmm. Detroit Facebook. Yeah. But I remember seeing you there, and that was the first time I like I like knew who you were from social media. Yeah. And the community was just such a close and community and stuff, from that. Dude. Yep. And like you always know, like the you always know the OG heads. You know, I'm gonna point out some names. You know, like Jake Apsey, Brendan Sharon. You know, uh, Jake Schreier. Yeah, Jake and Juan through cri- the events. You would see. Uh, oh yeah, you know, um, OG. Oh, OG, yeah, I'll say that, Jake. You're an OG. Um, young OG. See, young, young OG. No, <laughs> I don't know. We all grow up, man. And I think he's got, you know, his vintage shops, which is dope, dude. Yep. I see it. I love it. Chris Smokes would pull up with some bangers, dude. Yep. And I remember that day, dude. I was on fire. I was buying, flipping, selling. Like, at one point, I had plats. Walk around with size 11 or 12 platinums. Wow. You like, were the man back in the day. <laughs> dude, like, because you, you get this, and then you do this trade, and then you do that. And the Chicago guys would come. Yeah. The OG, sh- who was the guy? What was his name? Like the, the MS, MSXC guy, mm-hmm. the the admin for the Facebook group in Chicago. With like I know who you're talking about. Like OGs. Like yeah. There was like, there, there, I'm saying these are old cats that know, they, they got bangers. Like these cats got like insane heat. And they would come out and like you would always run to that table with like five pairs of platinums and solars and it'd be kind of like ridiculous. See, like a hundred, two hundred thousand dollar tables. And it was like just insane. That was a bomb sneaker event, dude. Yeah, it was fun. I remember I sold uh, a pair of KD4 Weathermans. Oof. They were autographed by Kevin Durant. Jesus Christ. And I remember, oh, I was so upset I sold those shoes. I ended up selling them for, I think, like $500 plus a pair of uh, the LeBron Champ Pack 11s, which just came Classic. out at the time. And yeah. I was so I was I was pretty happy to sell them, but I regret selling them. That was Dude, one of those I, shoes I regret. Yeah, looking back, like I never really like looked back that like in, into a depth, but I had some of the greatest times at those events, bro. So much fun, like, cause bro, like it was a party, cause oh, everybody yeah. would be there, bro. And like you'd be, I'd be chilling at somebody's table or um, this and that, or I'd share a table with somebody, and like I'd hop around, have a conversation with this guy, tap in. All right, let me do this trade. I'll add twenty. It's like, bro, we were all like young entrepreneurs. Yeah. It was funny, dude. And like, the, bro, the little, little kids, bro. Like the little, like 10 years old, 12 year old kids walking around with these shoes. Like they used to almost bully them. Some, Give me those shoes, kid. I'll, <laughs> I'll trade you these. And they used to argue and they used to get heated. They used to, bro, used to get, 
Oh, it would get feisty, bro. There, there was fights at these events sometimes. I remember there it was... It would get nasty. People would, you know, oh, he took my shoes. These shoes are fake, this and that. Always a little bit of drama there, oh, but it was, it was a good time. If you hear some yelling, shouting, you, and somebody says, yo, the last thing you ever want to do is go to somebody's table and say, yo, these are fake. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if a gun will be drawn. You don't, you're going to get a punch in the face, bro. Because if one person says those are fake, your rep, you, your rep is done. Oh, yeah. You're done, bro. That word will spread like wildfire. Because the dude next to you will hear that. And he's like, yo, yo, so-and-so got these fakes at his table. And at that point, you're done, dude. You got to box up your shit and get out yeah, of there. It's like, all right, let me pack up right <laughs> you now You pack and up and leave, bro. It, it'd be fun, though. Because you'd walk in with a $100 pair of shoes. And then if you play your cards right... You know, you can walk out with a couple hundred dollars in your pocket yeah. if you do some trades and stuff. It it was, it was such like a way to make money as a kid. I remember going there, my mom giving me you know fifty bucks when I went in, and I would get a pair of beaters, clean them up at the table, at the table and then, and then yeah, then try to sell them for seventy five bucks. What can I get with seventy five bucks? Let me go get a whatever a pair of beat Jordan threes, clean these up, see if I can trade these for two more pairs of shoes. Let me sell these two shoes. And then it was a whole thing. I remember like making like five or six trades every time I went to one of these things and always walking out with a pair of shoes that I never would have thought I would have had. It's funny, dude. And like I'd love like the kids walk around with, like two boxes in their hands and like they mm-hmm. put the shoe on top of the box and, and walk around on some like and then you'd look at how much? What size are those? And they say ten and a half. Dang, not my size. <laughs> you'd be so pissed off because yep. it'd be like a good price. Dude, such iconic times and the amount of people that were there, it's like, dang. Like, I wish that can be recreated. Like, I don't know. Like, I haven't really been to a sneaker van in a while, but I don't know the vibe now. It's different. It's, I, st- I still go to them a, a yeah. decent amount. Uh, last one I went to was the one, it was a few months ago. You know, Chris smokes through it with uh, uh, Jake Schreier and Juan. Yeah, and you know, Royal Oak. Like, like, crew. Yeah. And it was at Royal Oak. I know you, you were going to pull up, right? Yeah, I was going to pull up, and then I ended up not pulling up. Yeah, the line was crazy long. Just the whole COVID restriction and all that. It's yeah. kind of tough. Yep. Everyone uh, masked up, and you know, I had the hand sanitizer on deck. had to be safe with it. But that was the last one I went to, and it's different than what it used to be. It's not as many kids hustling. It's more adults selling mass loads of you know Jordans that they get with these bots, and uh they'll have you know like 15 pairs of whatever the last jordan one was or 20 pairs of mocha threes or whatever it is yeah i mean i definitely can't hate on somebody's hustle but Mm -hmm. i'm not Not really yeah i know i'm not really a a, a, it's not really attractive when you see like a whole size run of jordan 11 like grs you know it's like i i don't really care about that right yeah you like shoes but you know it's obviously they're doing it for a business to make money no hate but i i like the the scene where it was like at, like you go to a table and there'd be like a random pair of dunks from 07 like some random and like the variety was the, everything. the variety pack rather than all right i got 10 pair of jordan 11s 10 pair of jordan 7s mm-hmm. this bootleg ugly horrible jordan 9 <laughs> pair with some weird writing on it it's like dude that's i don't really care about that and like that kind of drove me away my me personally from like the sneaker scene was seeing so much random releases and like it's not um it's just so flooded with random shoes like colorways and like materials and it's like i like <clears throat> things from an original standpoint a historical standpoint of course rather than all right what's new i like to i like to look at it at a concept of all right what's old some people might look at all right all right what's new 
I like to say, all right, you know, what's old? I want to, I want what's old, what's got, you know, history to it rather than, ah, the new stuff that poorly made and, and this and that. But it's, it's kind of crazy how far people are like can learn and make friends just by, you know, sh- shoes, literally just sneakers and footwear. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I've met so many friends and in, in business transactions from, from, People that are my friends to this day that I've known for years, and it's it's ridiculous, dude. You probably met so many people from sneaker events and friends that you know today. Oh yeah, the community community aspect of sneakers is my favorite part about it. Some of my closest friends today, I've met on Facebook forums or through shoe transaction deals or through these events or uh, through thrift shopping or whatever it is. All of that is my favorite part about it. Yeah, it's 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 honest. It's it's so beautiful, dude, and it's. I'm. I guess I'm fortunate to say that. Like, I'm. I'm happy that I've had those sneaker experiences back in the day because that kind of shaped everybody. I feel like, yeah. Um, on a business level, and also like, you love this product. Like, you love it. You know, you're not just doing it just to do it because the next guy's doing it. You genuinely love the shoes, and I think it's amazing, dude. Mm-hmm. And you know, not everybody has that extensive amount of knowledge which is okay you know it's yeah. like obviously like some you know some like there's girl sneakerheads out there that or there's girls that just want to wear like jordans and stuff that they don't know you know they don't know the history and they don't know this and that and they just want to wear them because they see kim kardashian wearing <laughs> them and kylie kendall it's like it's okay you know it's all right you know it's it's you don't have to be an you know and complete expert to be able to wear the shoe, but um, pay homage. It's not like you know, yeah. pay homage to the OGs, like 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 the young cats do. And it's crazy because if you, um, I guess you look, you break down Nike and you look at all right, they got you know the Air Max has its own rich history. The SB has its own crazy rich history. Um, and all these different silhouettes, like I'm looking at, you got a bunch of Air Maxes right there. Yep, I have a good amount of Air Maxes in my collection. Uh, Supreme '98 snakeskins. Uh, that that shoe is hot, dude. Pretty cool. I actually uh, story behind those is I got the uh, MCA uh, off white Air Force Ones. How the hell did you get those? <laughs> story behind that. I was in Chicago. I went oh, to the museum. I think I remember. Yeah. I went to the museum mm-hmm. and we went on a. The shoes came out on I think a, a Sunday. Did you know the, that they were releasing? So That's I why went, you went. I went to the museum on a Saturday because yeah. I I was so excited to see this exhibit. Went to Chicago to visit some friends for the weekend, and we went to the museum. And we're like, we'll take three tickets, and they were like, we're all sold out today. Come back no. tomorrow. So Dang. we were like, all right, whatever. Like. We'll come back tomorrow. We just wanted to go to this museum. So we go back in the morning, and, you know, the exhibit's sweet. Shout out to Virgil. Did a great job with everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we walk out. We go to the gift shop, and the lady at the gift shop is like, are you guys here for the shoes? And we were like, what shoes? And she was like, everyone keeps calling, asking about the shoes that are coming out today, but I think they're dropping at Nike. And so we're like, oh, we didn't even hear about this, like. We didn't get cell service in the museum, and so I guess they did a Nike did a shock drop, and they canceled on the, sneaker, at, on the sneakers on sneakers, and they canceled it right away, pretty much. Wait, what? Yeah, and so we're like, all right, something's going on. Like, so we walk out of the museum, and I don't know if you've ever been to the uh, MCA, but there's like no. the steps leading up to it, you know, kind of like the Rocky steps, and mm-hmm. there's probably like 50, 60 kids all dressed like hype beasts, of course, just sitting on these steps, and it was 
11.30 at the time. And so we were like, thinking, like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, so we're like, we'll chill here for the day, see what's going on. Like, And 30 minutes later, noon, this kid just screams, I got him. And it was a uh, stash drive. You had to be at the museum. In the location, you right? You had to be at the museum at exactly that time. And then if you were there within like a few block radius, you pretty much got you them. You cooked them. It wasn't even like, you know how on sneakers, it'll go from like the pending loading screen and then it'll either say sorry or got them. Yeah, but no, you got them. It like, was checked out rip. and then went right to the got them. Because there's screen. only so no many people that are in that proximity, obviously. Yeah. Unless you're like a scammer and like you do some VPN, like change your location from, from Michigan to Chicago yeah. type shit. It Dang. was it was crazy. You cooked. Yeah. Everybody I, you were with cook? Me and my buddy both cooked. You guys yep. were so lit, bro. I've never been happy. So it was the blue Air Force Ones, right? Yep. The blue uh, off white Air Force Ones. How much was retail? Retail was 160 bucks. My God. Right now a... they're selling for around two thousand dollars. Dang. You still got them or you sold them? I sold them. I sold them to uh, my buddy that I met on buying and selling Kixie Detroit back OG, in the day. Yeah. My buddy Mike. Uh, and he traded me these 98 snakeskins plus a little bit of cash on top. So. A little bit of cash. How much are those worth? Uh, these go for about, you know, three, four hundred bucks right but now. But a little bit of, what do you mean a little bit of cash? Like, <laughs> you gave him a bargain? Undisclosed amount. Okay, undisclosed undisclosed amount. amount. But it was market value. Like, around, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We okay. looked out for each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But dang. Dang, you cooked that. One slip, of my man. best sneakers releases I've ever had, for what, sure. What are some like, crazy cooks you had, like just in general, like retail cooks? Ah, uh, let's check this. I gotta check the sneakers oh, app history. God, I have a few pairs next to me right now. I just got the uh, Tur Duncan Nike SBs from Concepts, the special box right here. Uh, I got holy crap! I got that's those. a shoe box. Yeah, it's a uh, oven on fire. Roast your friends and yeah, you gotta show friends. me those later, dude. Because I'm what's uh, that pink and black Nike box? Those are the uh, J Balvin Jordan ones. Okay. I got those from uh, StockX. I know a box that is. That's a bomb box. That's a that's a, that's a bomb box under it, right? Yep. What are those? Some samples or yep, peas? Uh, University of Michigan samples. Oh my god. Yep. Get rid of the football team. Uh, what what Jordan is that? Uh, it's Jordan nine. Jordan nine Michigan's. Yep. Black and I mean I'm sorry, blue and maize or uh, blue black and suede with a yellow maize outsole. Dang, I believe. I gotta see those after. And then what size are those? Uh, those are a 13. Yeah, big size for the for the big players, yeah? Yep, all the players, you know, they all got the big feet. So you yeah. see a lot of the player-exclusive samples uh, from any of the football teams or basketball teams. It's always, you know, you can't find a 9 and 9.5. And no, no. All the players, you know, yeah. they're athletes. They're I remember um, I had a... size 15, 16. I guess if we can talk about samples and PEs for a sec. I had a, um, back in the day, I had, I got them through a trade from the, some Chicago guys. And they were it was a it was a nice trade. It was the platinums that I had that event. So I ended up trading those for ninety nine infrared Nike, all dead stock ninety nine infrared Jordan sixes, crazy gorgeous okay. retro card all that. Yep. Dorm Becker foams. Whoa. Plus, um, there was one more shoe that I wish I could remember, dude. I I just I can't recall. My bad. <laughs> but in that era, I guess it was two thousand fifteen era. I think. I also had Gator, LeBron Gator, twelves or thirteens or eleven, something like that. Okay. The gate, you know, the Gator, the white and orange, like it was like a size fourteen and a half, some ridiculous size, but super dope. Like, yeah. Um, I guess it was belonged to one of the players on the the basketball team from Florida. From Florida, wow. yeah. Probably worth so much. They were worth about seven hundred bucks at the time. I remember those shoes. They were the LeBron. 
I believe they were the 11s. They were kind of like the, the gator PEs. White, white. They had some like blue and tiger orange. camo looking correct, print on correct, them. Yep, yeah. I remember those. I tried to like contact some people and figure out who the player was that had that shoe because they only had like 20 or 30 pairs for like the team and the coaches, yeah. you know? They were good at the time. Florida was a good team at the time. They were, yeah. And it's, that's like stuff that is like once you have, it's like, there's only there's under fifty pairs of this worldwide. It's like oh, yeah. you have it. Like you can na- you name your price, but there's always a couple more on eBay. You know, some pairs get out. You know, some of the you know team managers or whatever might get a pair and sell and they their end up pair. Selling them. Yeah. That's, they're not allowed to do that. No, it's actually, I think they just made it legal. It was illegal for a while to sell any uh, item you got from, you know, school because you know it was still the school's property. Yeah, it was you know not for resale sample. But just recently, I think they made it a law where players can resell the items after uh, they graduate. They should. Oh, I think graduate. Wow. They should uh, not let that. They should not do that. <laughs> I like it. You know, the more I guess the limited side. But dude, you've had some crazy PEs. I remember in the past. Yeah, I, I've always been a, a PE guy. Yeah. I had the Florida Nine. Mm-hmm. Wait, so uh, let's kind of like I guess um, for the folks that don't really know what we're talking about, I guess when we say the word PE or player a, exclusive a, or like a. I guess give people a little like crash course on like the terminology of like PE or or bomb box or this sample or you know stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I guess you know a little bit. So talk yeah, about so that. Yeah, so the PEs are the player exclusives. Uh, they were either given to the high school, the college, or the AAU team of whatever uh, sport they're playing. So like the University of Michigan, for example, their football team is sponsored by Jordan Brand, but originally their basketball team wasn't. So their football team got all these crazy jordan pe's you know the play exclusives which are only given to them but the basketball team was still signed with adidas or nike whoever they were signed with uh and those are only given to the teams uh they usually don't really make it to the secondary marketplace just because they're a lot given of the players, to them and then like they yeah, wear them or keep them and they're stuff. supposed to wear them in the games or train with them or whatever the purpose of the item is but some pairs get out, you know, they'll have their friends sell it or whatever the case may be. And they have a pretty interesting market. A lot of people just don't even know about them. So the market, the hype isn't They don't know there. they exist? Yeah. Okay. Or like they just, you know, the general consumer, you know, they'll see like a Travis Scott one. But that'll be the most hype shoe ever. You know, Travis wore it, millions of celebrities are wearing it. But then you'll see a University of Michigan drawing one P.E., and people just don't even know what they are. They're like, what, what is this custom shoe? And they're so much more rare than these other shoes, but there's just no hype behind them, so they don't go for as much money. Oh, okay. And, it, yeah, it's that's when you start getting definitely into the niche market. And, like, there's mm-hmm. only a certain amount of collectors. Like, your Joe Schmo that's 16 years old is not going to, you know, be in the market for these size 13 and a half whatevers, you know, but – I think I think those are like the some of the craziest shoes, like like the fa- that fascinate me because I like things to a limited aspect, and it's like wow, they only produce this many. There's a story behind. It. I like shoes that have a story behind. Yeah. It's so like all right, that that Michigan sample you have, like how many pairs of those do you think are out there? I would guess these were given to the football team, not the basketball team. So there are more players in the football team. Yeah, okay. I would guess under 150 pairs. Crazy. Yeah, and and this size, I would guess under. 20 pairs. It doesn't have the player's name on the box label, does it or no? It does. We we're won't, not gonna, we won't no, disclose no, 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 no. it. We're we not, won't gonna, we're not gonna disclose it. I think I've, I used to see people used to scratch the name off, yep. or they rip the label off just to protect themselves. But you can always trace it down just by yeah. the size. You can always trace it down if you really wanted to. But we don't want to call nobody out. We're not here to do that. It's <laughs> they can do what they want with that shoe. <laughs> um, 
That's that's kind of crazy, dude. I remember you had it was a Nike Air Force One. It was the Entourage oh my sneaker, gosh. and it was just a. Le- I mean, that shoe goes for an extreme amount. Was that a PE or like a sample exclusive? Yep. So that shoe, one of my favorite shoes of all time. Shout out Entourage, definitely one of the best shows of all time. I got that shoe on StockX. And I put a bid in. I saw one come through, and I was like, "I need one." And then wait, and then you they accepted your bid. I had my yeah. bid up for about nine months. You know, refreshed it every nine mm-hmm. months. Dang. And or every three months, whenever it expired, and I was like, "I need this shoe. This is the most gorgeous shoe ever." Like I remember watching that episode of Entourage like dozens of times, just wanting that shoe. Like Turtle in Entourage couldn't get the shoe. I wanted the shoe. And one day I woke up and. I just saw the money missing from my account and I got the email that my bid hit and I was so happy. You were so lit. I was so excited. I was a kid in a candy store and I remember the shoes got sent to my house and I just had a smile on my face forever about them. Dang. And like they passed inspection. They were all good. Passed inspection, sample box, older uh, orange and gray tan Nike box. What was the label? Pretty cool. It was a very thin label. It just said uh, Nike Air Force One premium uh gord george's whoever the designer was or whoever did the laser engraving on them crazy beautiful shoe they were white and uh like a baby blue and they had laser engraving on them that were different homages of entourage and nike so you could see they said uh like turtle or drama or some of the other characters names and then on the back of them it actually had uh undefeated's address is which is where they came out in the store in the uh in the show wow that's like kinda, engraved on the back heel which is pretty dope that's crazy and do you know like do you know a little bit more information about the release like was that like a limited like were they numbered or was it like was so it a sample sh- or was it just it was, like a, a, it was a casting crew sample dang. So, so it was not released to the public basically. not released to the public but they made a limited a very limited run i believe there's under 500 or a thousand pairs ever made and they were only given to the casting crew of the show. And then the people in line, there were extras on the show that got the shoes, got them. Wow. And, yeah, I was lucky enough to be able to get one. I actually sold sold them over uh, this quarantine to uh, – didn't know what was going on with the world. So I figured I might as well sell these shoes while I had <laughs> the opportunity. Sold them to a huge collector in Australia. And, nice. What's and, uh, market value on those nowadays? Uh, I'm not sure. So when I got them, I got them for around. Two... Sorry about that. Someone's honking outside. <laughs> uh, I got them for a little over, we'll say two thousand dollars. Okay. And L- large <laughs> lump sum. It was a large sum of cash. You just wanted. If we want a number of value, you, you wore them or no? I never wore them. You just wanted to touch the shoe. I was to smell the shoe. I just wanted them. I was gonna wear them to SneakerCon Cleveland this past. Yeah, March, and I was so excited to wear them, and then the event got canceled because mm-hmm. of coronavirus. Coronavirus, obviously, but and then I ended up selling them. Quality was so, probably so butter. Back the then. most beautiful leather and laser engraved leather I've ever seen. That's crazy, dude. But yeah, I sold them. I won't give a number, but right now market value on them after travis scott posted a picture with them of course is you got them before travis i got them before travis got them fun Jeez. fact i beat travis yeah. to these shoes yeah. but he posted a picture with them uh over quarantine the entourage air forces and the playstation air forces and the value on those just skyrocketed i think the uh 
if you can even find a pair, it would be anywhere from five to $10,000 for Jesus the entourages. Christ, man. And uh, anywhere from, I would say, seven to 15000 depending on the size the and condition PS- for the PlayStations. My golly, man. And that right behind the SB game and the dunk game, the Air Force game has exploded. Just crazy history. Bonkers and bro, like I don't even know who who am I gonna blame in a bad way or a good like Travis gosh darn Travis yeah. Scott. Everything he wears just goes Tra- up. It's like, dude, Travis, come on, man. Like I I you know, I am a used to be a Travis Scott fan, you know, heavily in high school and like Astroworld like, was one the, of the best albums ever. You gotta respect so. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have um you know respect for Astroworld, but I kinda I liked Travis the most during like my high school era I was into Days Before Rodeo Days Before Rodeo Al Farrell like the SoundCloud days and Young Lean like the whole Sad Boys like that music like that harsh rap yeah and you know obviously Travis is so commercial now it's just different um, ball game but I remember I'll tell this quick story about Travis Scott and me Travis Scott and I I, excuse my grammar but I remember (laughs) it was a it was a Travis Scott show at the Russell Industrial Center and banger show it was Travis Scott's first time performing Birds in the Trap, the Kendrick Lamar track. Is that, is that the name of the track? What the hell? I forgot what it was called. It was such a long time ago. But he was the first time performing that. And I think that's the day the album dropped. Like some, It was just like some important aspect to that yeah. show. And it was a banger show. And like the show ended up ending. And whenever I'm at a concert, I'm always the type of guy, I want to meet the artist after the show. So I don't think I've told the story before, but the video's out there and it's funny. But... Um, I was a little loosey goosey, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course. You know, we get some cocktails in the system, and you know, you're walking around chilling. And I'm like, I gotta see Travis. I gotta see Travis. So, like, the way Russell Industrial Center is is laid out is like they fence off this area, and there's security everywhere. So, me as a skinny little guy, I am. I ended up fitting my slid my body through this crack in the fence to get to where the tour bus section is. And I'm in the back in the tour bus section. I'm hanging out. And then I see this one like chubby dude. And he's like, hey, come over here. I was like, oh, crap. So I go over there. He's like, hey, take a picture of me and Chase. And I'm like, oh, crap. That's Chase B, Travis Scott's yeah. DJ. And I was like, yo, what's up, Chase? He's like, yo, what's up, man? I was like, dude, cool show, man. He's like, yo, I appreciate it. He's like, yo, take this photo of me and my man. So I guess this one Detroit DJ or artist. So I take the photo. And then um, dude walks away. And it's just me and Chase B. And I was like, Chase, like, that's dope, man. I like, I like your work. I like, you know, your DJ and all that. And he, he looks at me. I'm wearing this vintage Kurt Cobain shirt from 98 Dope Tee. Probably worth chicken now, honestly. Oh, yeah. But I was just like wearing this huge tee, this huge like band tee. And he's like, dude, that shirt's sick. And he touched the shirt. And I was like, yo, thanks, man. I was like, yo, where's Travis? He's like, I don't know. He's probably about to come out. I was like, oh, okay, dope. I tried to be as, as chill as possible. That's Trying cool. to be cool with it. Yeah. So Chase ends up walking on the tour bus, bro. And then. I'm looking at this big body blacked out suburban SUV. I'm looking, I'm looking at the window and like I see like it's tinted, but like there's like flashing lights and I'm looking like I'm really the only kid back there. And like security's not even looking at me. Like they think I'm like with Tr- Chase B or something. I'm looking, I see dreads, bro. And I'm looking, I try, I walk, take a, one or two steps to the car and then the window rolls down and I see dreads and there's Travis Scott sitting in the, in the back seat of the car. And, like, I always got my phone on me ready to, like, record, you know, just in case, just to capture the moment, you know. And I got the phone, and, like, I'm, it's, like, recording. I was like, oh, crap. And I'm like, yo, Travis. Uh, I'm like, dude, I appreciate the energy in Detroit. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then, like, I think I dapped him up for a second. Then he rolled the window, and then he just disappeared. And I'm looking. I'm like, oh, crap. I just um, dapped up Travis. And, like, I was such, like, a young 
I was, you know, like 16 at the time. That's like awesome. Young, and I was like, dang, that is dope. And I was like the only one, and like, I got my buddies texting me like, yo, where you at? Where you at? And it's like. I just met Travis Scott. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just, <laughs> death of Travis Scott, like, what's good? <laughs> um, and then I just went home as a happy camper that day. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. 16-year-old John was probably the happiest kid in the world <laughs> no, I was day. so happy, and I have the, the video. I'll probably send it to you later. It's, yeah, you got to post the video. You got to post it's, the video. It's funny. It's funny. Um, good times. Good times. Um, but dang it, fast forward to today, I guess the Travis Scott has, he's so commercial and he posts a photo of a shoe and bang, price goes up 10,000, tenfold, yeah. tenfold. Crazy, dude. What do you think of, uh, all of his collaborations and collections? Like he did maybe like 300 merch pieces for McDonald's, for, for McDonald's and Astroworld. The th- um, what's your opinion on everything? My, I guess you, I have two if different two opinions from two different standpoints yeah, if you look at it from a business it. perspective that man is probably a billionaire he is a genius when it comes to business and marketing and the way he, he knows how to make a profit you only make so much money off a of spotify listen but the artists they make that money off the merch dude they make probably tenfold from music don't quote me on that but i think most artists make their money from merchandise and touring rather than your streaming services mm-hmm. so he is just killing it dude but as a consumer, I don't buy any of that stuff. I don't look into it. It's not my style. I don't hate it. You know, he's got his market of people that buy it and whatnot. Obviously, geared a lot of towards the kids and stuff. And I guess the people that are fans and, and like that kind of stuff. And it's dope. Overall, I think it's 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 kind of crazy. But there's just so much of it. You know what I'm there's saying? There's a lot. It's just so flooded. And it's that's. I think it's a little unattractive when it's so flooded. It's like, all right, like. I didn't even know this existed. The, the, the chicken nugget pillow is 500 bucks. It's like, I don't even know. I got it. one for retail. Where is it? It's, it has not shipped yet. I've got three delayed oh my emails. God. Let me not get you get me started with, all right, you buy this in Travis, you're waiting eight to 16 months, bro. Yes. Oh, my Lord. Even with Kanye, I've- Travis, I need, I need, if, Travis if you're listening, I need my pillow. Oh, man. Like, bro, it, it's insane. And like, you pay for that, and it's like, dude, where, where is it? So And like, I don't know. The day it comes- is at that point when it comes in, you even want it no more. I you don't know. even want it because it takes so long to come in. It's crazy. It was a hundred dollar chicken nugget body pillow for those that don't know what we're talking yeah, about, and it looks exactly yeah. like a chicken McNugget. And you check StockX, I think they're five hundred bucks. Yeah, dude. and none of them have even shipped yet. None of them has. No mm. one's gotten the pillow yet. Yeah, but when you get it, you're gonna up a nice little, nice little sack. That's <laughs> funny, dude. Um, no, it's Travis, man, and if you, I mean, Kanye. There's some action going on. Somebody's Jeez. about to get slapped out there, dude. Something's going on in the neighborhood today, I mean, for the neighborhood, sure. Neighbor, city's all bump right now. The sun's yeah. out, bro. The, the vampires are gone. Um, if, Bro, I mean, I guess we can, you know, when you start talking about another, when it comes to the sneaker game and, like, the prices that skyrocket on whatever is shown is Kanye West. Yeah. I mean, it's such a generic name to say nowadays. I mean, it's just He's like, the king they, of I mean, sneakers. Just the go. I mean, if... Yeah. Like there was a point in time where you would, where I, me personally, I would wait to wake up in the morning to see a photo of Kanye to see what he was wearing, so I can go and buy it. Oh yeah, it was that crazy. Like uh, Ultra Boost 2.0, oh, white and black colorway, the creams or the the OG purple backs, skyrocket. Puts him on his feet, tenfold price increase. You see him wearing this denim, tenfold price increase. This hoodie, tenfold price increase, and it's like Kanye, you're like you're. That's just like that was. This is before, I guess you know. I guess nowadays it's Travis Scott. Whatever he shows is tenfold price increase, but not necessarily with Kanye now because I guess he just wears sweatpants and his Yeezy shoes. But 
back in the day, a couple years ago, when the Ultra Boost, like the Visvim scene and whatever he would wear, the band tees, increased tenfold in price. And if you look at, I guess, the beginning of Kanye's, I guess, sneaker collaborations with Louis Vuitton, um, you start getting into the Nike. You have a pair of Yeezy One. I, yeah, I Yeezy have, ones uh, right I have there. Yeezy One Tans. Tans or Tans? Uh, right behind you That's there. That's a clean pair. One man. of my favorite shoes of all time. I remember th- that was one of the shoes that got me into shoes. I remember seeing a picture of Big Sean wearing these shoes, kind of like pu- putting his tongue out, holding both of these shoes up next to him with the burn rubber hat. Oh, I remember man. seeing that, and yeah. I was like, this is the coolest fucking Was that the I've pair that you had for the longest, or that was a... Because you used to wear a pair to work back at StockX. Was I that- used to have the Zens, and I wore those to work pretty often. And I actually just sold those at the sneaker event to one of uh, Jeff's good friends. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then that's a more recent pair that you bought? Yep. I got... I So I got that pair, like, maybe four years ago. And then I sold them to Jordan. And then he had them for a year. And you wanted them back? And then I bought them back. And then I kept them and I wore them uh, and you know... Special occasions, mm-hmm. Stock X Day or yeah. Sneaker Con or mm-hmm. some cool events. Yeah. Have you ever? Um, I love one of my personal favorite shoes is the, the Air Yeezy Two, and I've throughout my years I've owned a handful of Platinums. I don't think I've ever owned a Solar, never owned a Red October, but I love that shoe. The dust bag, the lace tips, just the whole the the three M, the suede, and like the scales on the side, and it's like oh, that that shoe is insane and it was based off a nike was the nike it was like a mix between a few different silhouettes i remember one of the main ones i believe was like the uh jordan three air tech the air techs the jordan threes uh i think the jordan threes were also part of the uh easy one the toe box was similar to a jordan Mm -hmm. three i think and then the 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 air unit was off a nike air trek track what's called whatever the hell it's called yeah one of those weird old nike shoes yeah Good shoe. Go- uh, that was the- air trainer. Air trainer. Yeah, yeah. Off phenomenal shoe and the Red October man. That's Oof. just one of the heaviest hitters and, in my opinion, one of the greatest shoes in the world, greatest sneaker in the world to be a Red October. It's just it changed sneaker history. That shoe they dropped. You know, randomly on, like- on February. I remember the day the tweet dropped from Nike. The Nike yep. Air Yeezy Two Red October is now available, and I got the text ten to. F- ten- Five or ten minutes later, but it was back in the day. It was not that long, but now it's like one second is too late. Oh yeah. Back in the day, you could still cook five or ten minutes later. Did and you that, get them? You oh, said you never no, got them. Heck no. <laughs> I wish, dude. Like I was looking at two forty-five retail, astronomical price, but um, the shoe was going for three to four thousand dollars. But nowadays, it's like what market value? Yeah, I would say probably closer 10, to like ten, eight, ten, eight to ten thousand dollars. Yeah, they don't. They you don't, can find a real pair even. Yeah, there are some. I think the Air Easy Twos they have some insane fakes. One of the most there. fake shoes of all time. Yeah, for sure. And like, people, we can like us folks like us, we can tell, you know. Yeah. The average consumer doesn't know, but no, the fakes uh, are really, really good of that shoe. Yeah, but it'd always be coming that red box that would be destroyed. They're always that box would be so damaged. The dude. box where all the Easies were always trashed. The ones trashed. and the twos were always destroyed, bro. Like just hammered. Like they would like they looked like they've been through Hurricane Katrina. These boxes <laughs> will be shredded in the pieces, bro. 
I mean, what do you expect? They're just doing a Roche run box, dude. Literally, yeah. they're doing a Roche run box. Oh, man. Roche runs are a whole um, That's a whole... Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, you talk about one shoe, and you can go so deep. Like, bro, if you look at the Roche run, the platinum and the solar color. Yeah. My God. They had a red October color, right, too. Yeah, like they had the red October one. color. They had the Calypsos. I that remember they had the shoe Calypsos. also changed the game, bro. They were the most affordable comfortable shoe with hype around it they were like 70 dollars retail and they did so many different colorways and they were everyone wore them you could wear them if you were you know trying to get some fits off if you were a waiter if you were trying to be casual everyone was wearing those shoes at the time everybody and bro i mean like another shoe like the nike uh air the nike trainers nike trainers bro remember when kanye wore the oreos That shoe was it was a gorgeous shoe, man. Yep. Free runs. The Dornbecker free runs. Another oh. iconic, like the whole free run scene. The whole Dornbecker series in general was insane. C- crazy concept behind the Dornbecker. Yeah. Uh, for folks who don't know, like, break it down real quick. Yeah, so the Dornbackers, it's like a line that Nike and Jordan do. Every for, year, right? Yep, every year. I think they do like anywhere from 8 to 12 shoes. And it's for uh, Dornbacher Hospital in the West Coast. And they let these kids design these shoes with all the profits going to this children's hospital, the Dornbacher Hospital. And it's a really great thing that Nike does just to let these kids uh, who are sick and going through serious illnesses to uh, be creative and get their minds off of, you know, everything and create this product that they're so passionate about. Uh, And they do tons of silhouettes. You know, Jordan brand got involved over the years as well. Um, so they have the Jordan 1s, 2s, 3s, 4s. Uh, they just did the 5s recently, the 7s recently. Uh, they re-retroed the 3s, like tons of different Nike silhouettes going from... Uh, and they re-retroed the... Th- yeah, the 3s. They re-retroed yep. those a couple times. That I, the thing that I really liked about the Dornbeckers that caught my eye was they, they didn't hold back. They let these kids do whatever inside, outside. Like They would ha- like put images in the midsole and the outsole, like see-through, translucent, and the insole would have something. Blocks on bump, I love it. <laughs> and like, no, they wouldn't hold back. Like, they let these kids design to the full design potential. It's kind of crazy. And like, I don't even think they let these designers go to the the field of designing that hardcore than the Dornbecker kids, which is yeah crazy. No, it's it's dope, dude. Um, literally, you bring up any shoe, and it's like it's got a whole like historical, I guess, concept on it and stuff. What's going on? What's good, Nate? It's my brother, Nate. What's going on, Shout man? Out to Sneaker Nathan. talk. What's up? What's up? Doing good, man. Nate, what shoes do you have on today? The, those are the classic Timberlands. Timberlands today? Nice. I remember, like, there was, I mean, you go in the, the, the different fields if you talk about the Timberlands, like the, the Kith collaborations, the Montclair collaborations, yep. I think. They've done so many collabs with uh, Timberland, you know, uh, Off-White, OVO, yeah. tons of different brands. Iconic Kith. boot in the New York scene and the culture when you look at, like, the Tupac, the Wu-Tang era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, classics. They're tanks. I mean, those will last years. Yeah, gotta have a pair. That's one of the pairs of shoes or footwear, I should say, that you just need in your collection. There's always like the few pairs. Like, I feel like everyone needs a pair of Timberlands. Everyone needs a pair of all white Air Forces. Everyone needs a pair of you know black cement Jordan threes. Timberlands are definitely one of those shoes you just need. I think Birdman used to say he only used to wear his Air Forces once. Yeah, you throw them out. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you got the Coke whites. You wear them once, you know they got dirt on them. They're not yep. the same. 
Exactly. It's like a lot of those rappers do that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, like you can't. You know, they go. They, it's a power move. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's a no. You donate him, and then he's like, no, no, I donate him. I don't throw him away. <laughs> I give him to the kids. <laughs> I give him to the kids. Shout out the kids. Yeah. No, it's always for the kids, man. Yeah. No. I mean, literally, and and any footwear. I mean, you can see what I'm wearing right now. I don't wear sneakers too often, but I pulled up some beaters, some new. Talk about the. <laughs> what am I saying, dude? Talk about the runner game. Let's go into the runner game for a sec, and I'm, I'm wearing those are some they might my, my you know that shoe, some New Balance. It's a it's a uh, I don't know what model it's it a is. um Junior, CDG collaboration. Oh yeah, look at the the insole. If you know, you know. Is um Comme des Garcons. Oh yeah, iconic shoe. I love that shoe. It's it's a five one seven or some something like that or CT. I'm sorry, CT fourteen hundred. There's so many models of yeah. New Balances, but bro, if you, let's. I guess we need to break down the runner game. Insane, that's a whole field in its of itself, and like obviously the two head honchos, A6 and New Balance, mm-hmm. and the one man that I pay homage to, who's a legend, Ronnie Feig. Oh yeah, I knew you were gonna Ronnie say Feig. It. I mean, how could you talk about a sneaker episode without talking about the the goat and like the OG New York legend Ronnie Feig? I mean. Look at the the ASIC Miamis, the salmon the toes. salmon toes, the um the Knicks, um, the what was that like pale color? Like the color, his color coordination was impeccable, dude. Um, was like the, the looked like the Tiffany blue like type. Yeah, suede the ASIC gel like like the gel-like mints vibe. and the sages, the mint and cove sage. Yep. Oh my lord, dude! Like. So such comfortable silhouettes in general, iconic silhouettes. So, yeah, such comfortable shoes. I, I always love that about the runners is they were stylish, they were casual, and there was just so many colorways. And there was that era where raw denim, you were cuff your denim with the with the Asics. I mean, I I love it, dude. It's it's iconic. And hmm. are those guacamole shoes? Yeah. The, right, another runner. Speaking of runners, you got a couple of runners right there. The Sauconies. I always like to have a few pairs. I yeah. got two pairs of New Balances. I have my Sauconies. Those are the Saucony guacamoles. Yep. Folks. The, uh, the avocado toast. They had the hamburger ones too, right? Yep. They're the burger ones. Yeah. And Saucony, that, yeah, they, I mean, they're a little slept on on the runner game. They're well priced and they go deep in their in their styles, you know. Yeah. Diodora also, I think. Diodora is huge. Yep. Uh, Reebok has a few nice ones. Mm hmm. You know, the Club C's classic, iconic mm-hmm. silhouette. But, I mean, New Balance nowadays, and like look at their collaborations with the 990s, 992s, you know, the Steve, the whole Steve Jobs. You talk, the dad, you're talking about the dad shoes, you know, the Nike Monarchs. And, I mean, a beautiful shoe, like the 990 V4, V3, and V5s. Great colorway. Oh, huge. Classic. Huge overseas. New Balances were huge in oh, Japan. Oh, the, so. the Euro folks, man. Mm-hmm. The, bro, like... The love when the females wear the um, <laughs> that's just like a perfect girl shoe. It's like, folks, if you're listening, you got a girl out there, just cop her some new some Go gray, buy new, balance, some new balances, some new balance nine nineties, and like with some like Levi light wash. She's like the cleanest chick in the city. Give her a white t shirt, you're done, bro. It was so easy to be a girl and get drippy, bro. <laughs> Levi light wash denim, baggy boyfriend cut, whatever you want to call it. White socks, New Balances, white white t shirt, Hanes T. That's it. You're done. She le- wear that every That's day. A fit. She wears that every day. She's clean. You know what I'm saying? Um, and bada bing, bada boom. Ro- throw white Air Force Ones is in the mix. You know you're done. You know that's it's easy. It's the rotation. Yeah, but no, the European folks they love the the New Balance, and I like how New Balance 
made in America. A lot of their silhouettes are made in the USA, or some of the more premium models are made in England. Yep, which is dope. But they're some of their they got a lot of uh, junior collaborations. So that's what I cu- try to kind of hunt for because nobody's gonna nobody's really looking for yeah. that unless you know. Yeah, you but know. they're not really like out there and like there's like no side. They're like. You know the shoe's not hot when there's they're not on StockX. You know what I'm saying? Like when yeah. they're not when they're not on StockX, that's when you know you're getting a shoe that probably nobody else has. And like when I wear that shoe, it's like all right, I know it's on. Nobody knows what it is, just like a white New Balance. But if you know, you'll say, oh, okay, that's a three hundred fifty dollar New Balance retail. You know, but I like when they go on sale for seventy off. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, there's a big difference between retail and resale, folks, and. Um, sometimes resale is well below retail. Yeah, is when you're happy. You can get blessed uh, for sure these days. Yeah, especially nowadays. You go online, these retailers, these European retailers, they got some crap yep. sixty off, and I'm like, all right, I'll buy that. Some SN sales always go crazy. Oh man, there's like Nordstrom racks, dude. Yeah, it's, it's it's fun, dude. Um, I guess what's um, I guess what's one of the fa- your favorite shoes out your out your, your collection that you own right now? My favorite pair I own. I have a lot of favorites in my collection. Oh, Dornbecker three. I do have the Dornbecker. Yeah. Threes. What year are those? Elevens or th- 04s? those are the original ones? Oh, threes. Two thousand ten. Oh, I believe it was twenty ten and twenty thirteen okay. or twenty fourteen mm-hmm. they dropped. Uh, these are the twenty ten models. Uh, pretty cool fun fact about these ones too is they have a ES stamp on them, which for those that don't what know that mean, mean employee store. So these were actually purchased at the Nike employee store in uh, Oregon. And Whoa. I got these at a sneaker so con in Ohio. That, did they stamp that on the tongue or the size tag? On the size tag on uh, inside It's not the an tongue. FD. Yep. It's not a factory defect. No, it? not the B grades. Not the <laughs> B grades. Well, it's the, with the B. Okay, yeah. You, don't, you, don't wear, you can't wear the B grades. No, no. Uh, outlet the, joints. <laughs> yep, you see the the giant B stamp on the state runaway on the uh, <laughs> box label or the yeah. size tag on the shoe, and yeah. you know there's a problem with them Spe- somewhere. Speaking of B grades, though, there was a night. There was a night. Uh, was it? Don't quote me, but was it the band ones that were all B grades? Yep. The actual, the original band ones with the X's on the back. Mm-hmm. So what's kind of the story the, yeah. behind yeah. those? Was it? They were all factory seconds, or what, what happened? I don't know the extent of them, but I know it wasn't pretty much like an outlet exclusive release. There was something with the shoe, and they just came out at all the Nike outlets compared to like the bigger Nike stores in Soho or Manhattan or Jeez. LA or wherever. Yeah, kind of crazy, dude. Um, you know, have you ever um, you've seen a couple of like the the Velo Nikes? Yep, some of the ASAP Bari. I know he's your man. <laughs> he's a good guy. He's a friend of mine. I'd like to get him on the pod soon. Um, those are gopher chicken, dude. Yeah. Great. I think that shoe's dope. And I remember Francis. I had a conversation with Francis in the past, and he was telling me that he there's this thing that Nike does with Air Force Ones where you can bench make your own premium Nike model for like $1,000 or something where you can – customize the nike shoe material pick the leather it's like nike id on steroids whoa and it's like some nike lab like exclusive thing where you have to like go there in person make an appointment and design the shoe in new york i think he told me he had like one or two pairs from that that are like that's kind of crazy like i don't know if they do that nowadays but i know they they used to i think that used to be like what the 21 mercer location used to be it used to be like a whole nike lab 
you like a the, legit lab, like not like a metaphor, like an actual lab where yeah. you can cook and make stuff. Yeah, people used to call it the kitchen because you go in there and you whip something up. <laughs> you go there and cook up some heaters, and, the, and you can cough up a bag, but you're gonna get the premium materials. Yeah. You know, it was expensive, um, and I know a lot of cases you had to be invited just to go there. Like I remember listening to an interview with uh, Vashti, and she was talking about it, about how she got invited to go whip up a Nike shoe in the crazy, she called the kitchen, dude. and I was like, this is the coolest thing. I would have loved to have. Uh, gone back there in the day and make my own show yeah that's dope man and i remember i was in new york once and i the jordan i mean i'm sorry the air force one linens one of my gorgeous shoe man jesus christ the pink with the the that like light colored tan beautiful shoe and um they were releasing that day and i went into the kit store they didn't have them anywhere you know Mm -hmm. it's like you got to play your cards right you know, because if you say something wrong, they're not selling you the shoe. No, no, you're not. They're not. The employees are not stupid. These guys know. They know you're gonna go and flip them and make a couple hundred bucks. Yep. So you just gotta play your cards right. You know what I'm saying? So I walk in. I'm like, yo, like I, the linens. I'm looking for the linens. You know what they ask? What size? You know, you you gotta play your cards right because you're you, you know he's looking at my feet. He know I'm not a he know I'm a size nine. Yeah, he can tell. I'm I'm not gonna go and say, oh, let me get a size seven or let me get a size twelve. So you got to play your cards right, you know? And I was like, yo, nine. Grabs me the nine, pulls them out the box right away, unlaces them, takes out the shoe tree, put them on. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's no joke. You got to try them on. He tested you. You, got, you know, he tested me because you can't say, no, no I don't need to try them on. You're going gonna, you're gonna, to try them on. You know, just like, you got to crease them. You got to walk around the store for a sec. You know, I don't want you to sell these. Um, and I tried them on. And I looked in the mirror. I was like, yeah, these are nice, man. Yeah, I'll take these. My buddy's like, wait, I want a 10. And I'm like, oh, you about to ruin the whole show? He's not gonna sell them to me now. But no, we got our pairs. Awesome. And um, I guess the way Air Forces in general is, there's different quality tiers, and this particular release was the materials were like a pair from like the early 2000s. So the padding on the on the heel was more squishier, and like the swoosh was a little different. Yeah. Leather was like it was that Nike leather, not tumbled, but it was very soft leather, mm-hmm. similar to. Some of the newer dunks nowadays. That butter. Butter, yeah. It's a butter leather. Very soft and it, like supple, very supple. And I got those in a gorgeous shoe. I ended up selling them for a bag. Sorry, Kith employees. But, <laughs> you know, my, I mean, if the folks don't know, like obviously every size goes for a different amount of money. Not two sizes are worth the same amount. So your money makers are your eight to nines, you know, and you're, you're like a what, 12? Yeah, 12, so, 12, 12 and a half. Yeah, common size, definitely, but a little bit cheaper than, yeah. would you say, a size 9 or size 8. You got to be a rich. If you're a size 8, don't get in. You, you got to be a rich man to buy shoes, bro. Yeah. sometimes a size 12 would be worth half of what a size 8 would be. So, yeah, it's just, I guess, the, a whole supply and demand thing. All right. What majority of people wear this size? And if you look at the overseas, like the, the Asian community, they're mainly smaller feet, so you yep. get size eight, eight, eight and a half, so your nines, and big bucks, big big money um, sizes there, and it's it's kind of crazy. Are those PEs these these Michigan and state? Yep. So I actually have uh, four pairs of uh, PE samples in my collection, I including these... the it was a big shot on those samples too. Nope, those are the autographed though. I did not get them autographed. Oh. I was. Too young at the time, but the Big Sean's uh, came out with his first studio album, 
all a snakeskin red leather upper with a gold accent. They have the FFOE, finally famous over everything on the lace locks. Uh, gorgeous shoe. Uh, the inner lining has his first line of his first song on it. I believe it's I Still Am Dreaming Bigger Than I'm Living. Mm-hmm. Leather. Iconic uh, shoe in the Detroit community. Yeah, it was huge. He dropped the Detroit mixtape. And the city went crazy. It was one of the best mixtapes ever. I remember being a kid and just listening to that on datpiff.com. And then next thing I know, these shoes were coming out at Burn Rubber. And the story behind them is there's only uh, 313 pairs, 313. Uh, the red colorway, right? Yep, the red colorway. And I wanted a pair so bad, and I could never find my size. And I finally got my size uh, a few years ago on, on uh, eBay. Yeah, nice. And I had to get them as soon as I saw them. And then mm-hmm. I have the uh, some other samples, the Fairfax LeBron Nines, only given to the. Is that the white and reds? Yep, gorgeous colorway. Gorgeous. They're kind of like a USC yellow maze. Cleveland looks like a Cleveland colorway type. Yep, pretty cool. They were only given to the Fairfax high school basketball players in Los Angeles. Oh, what size is that? Those, Those I believe, are a size twelve. Your size and their samples. Yep, I actually wear Dang, those pretty you often. Cooked. You yep. cooked those. You got lucky on those. That was because it's high school, so a little bit smaller feet. Yeah, yeah, you got lucky. You yep. got lucky. Yeah, and I was uh, pretty happy I got those. A shoe I always saw online through the forums back in the day, and you know, there's it's impossible to get these shoes. They were given to kids at a high school in Los Angeles, like. They're not either not selling their shoes or they're kids, yeah. Yeah, they're they're high school yeah. kids. Do you have OG box? I do not have That'd the OG box. I don't even know if there was a box, but um, yeah, I got these from another guy on eBay, and we ended up following each other and became pretty good friends on Instagram. Was he from LA? He's from Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Yeah. So seeing these shoes travel from, you know, a kid in Los Angeles high school to playing Atlanta, basketball to you to some kid in Atlanta to now. Me and Metro Detroit. It's pretty crazy to see the journey mm-hmm. from all these yeah. shoes. I'm looking at these these Jordan Five, the Virgils. Do these have a name or like are they just called the Virgil Five? Those are the just the off white Jordan Fives in the black colorway. These they are great. Out. You got you cooked these for retail? I wish I got them for Dang. retail. They came out All Star Weekend in Chicago. I actually went to All Star Weekend this year. Dang. And we went to so many stores, entering so many raffles. For these shoes, I remember I went with uh, my good friends Eli and Shane. Shout out the uh, shout out the boys, and we went to every single store in Chicago trying to get these shoes, and just couldn't get them. Yeah. And these were actually Complex put these I think number two sneaker of the year. Pretty so, crazy shoe and like the, the leaks. Did the white colorway drop? The white colorway dropped a that few months is ago. Hot man. Yeah. What's market value on the white and the blacks? I believe the blacks are around nine hundred, nine fifty now, and the whites are around seven hundred, depending okay. on size. Obviously. Retail was what two hundred? Yeah, I believe it was two twenty. Uh, and they're just a gorgeous yeah. shoe. I've never seen the shoe in person, so I'm looking at the material. That's like a, um, you're supposed to like Virgil cuts the holes out, right? Yeah, you don't so want to do that. You got to be a savage. I can't, I can't cut them. No, they there's have, no point. They have the holes in the sides where you're supposed to cut the mesh open. Mm-hmm. That's pre-yellowed, correct? Yep, yeah. and they come pre-yellowed. Crazy. Supposed to look kind of like an older, more faded shoe. Metallic the, five, basically. Yep. Like the OG metallic fives are like a pretty Personally, dark black. Yeah, one of. I might have to buy that shoe, but I think that's one of like you know my one of my favorite Jordan f- models. Besides the Jordan one, is definitely a Jordan the five. Fives. I mean, it's just like the three M on the tongue and the lace lock and the shark teeth. 
and like the Nike Air on the back. I think it's iconic, and I love Metallic Five. So that's your favorite Jordan silhouette. One, one, one of. If you had to rank your top three Jordan silhouettes in order, what would they be? Um, Jordan One would be in first place. Second place, definitely a Jordan Five. Third place, um, kind of tricky, man. But I love a Jordan Four. And I love a Jordan 3, but I also love a Jordan 11. <laughs> but the third one would probably, it'd be a toss-up, man. I just, I think it might have to be the Jordan 11. I don't, not a huge, jo- I've never really wore Jordan 11s like that, but classic. I think it's just a classic and the way it's, like a, I love the way a Jordan 11, dead stock Jordan 11 sits. The way it's laced up and like the concept of like the plastic shoe it's really a premium shoe mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's got the plastic shoe tree it comes in the slide out box with the, the thing. patent leather patent leather it's got the carbon fiber it's like they really you know i think they they constructed the shoe well and i like the way they package it and stuff like rather than all these other jordan just in a box like the jordan 11's like all right this is special like there's nothing better than a dead stock concord 11 with the yellow pods yeah bro like that's just one of my favorite and like I think that's nicer than a Space Jam. Like I don't like I think the a Concord like a Deadstock 2011 was it? Yeah. 2010 2011 something That one of box. Three. I mean, they're all beat to crap now, but the shield and like that yellowing on the po- I want a Deadstock pair, bro. I mean, I, I want I just not to wear. I want to look at them, you know what I'm saying? Just to display them, just yeah. to have them. Yeah, but it's I mean, it's 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 beautiful. And you got the, the Don C, the classic Yep. Shout out uh Don C, yeah. another huge influencer part of the uh Kanye family tree of <laughs> designers. You know, Kanye's kind of brought up a lot of these designers and, you know, sn- like sneaker, you know, fashion icons now going from, you know, Virgil to uh, Matthew Williams of, you know, now he's at Givenchy. Givenchy and he did a leak. He so. did a Nike shoe, $500. I said, bro, you're smoking something. It was a uh, interesting that looking was, shoe. I like how it was like a one-off type shoe. It's like, I never seen nothing like this yeah. one. Yeah. Five hundred dollars. The retail was too steep for me. Mamma mia! What is it? What is it? An adapt? <laughs> the <laughs> adapts are self- pretty crazy. They're crazy. They're crazy, man. Um, remember I, when they first dropped the adapts? I cooked on Nike, and I got them. I think I sold them for like a couple hundred bucks, over, the barely over shoes? retail. The first time they did an, an adapt, mm. the basketball shoe, and I like slipped them on, and I pushed down, and it like laced up, and I was like, oh my god, these are low. these are like a list of futuristic. The technology behind the adapts is crazy, and for those that don't know what the uh, adapts are, it's a new technology that Nike made a few years ago that is self-lacing. So there's a button on the side of the shoes, and you either press plus or minus, and it'll tighten or loosen the uh, the shoes for you. And you can even do it from the app now. There's an adapt wow, app, there's an app where you can literally just be on your phone and you can be tying your shoes Subtle at flex. the same time. Subtle flex. It's a flex for sure. And yeah. The tech started uh, with all of it when uh, Back to the Future 2, when Marty McFly had the crazy shoes with the hoverboard mm-hmm. and the, the air, air mags. Another iconic shoe that's just ridiculous. Um, one of the craziest shoes i mean ever i think what's one of the craziest shoes sneakers ever in the world i mean I, I don't even know anybody who can top that um everybody knows what nike air mag is and like obviously they did the charity mm-hmm. for the self-lacing ones a couple years back yep i think i've seen one rolling the stock x before but i don't think i've seen it in action but i've seen a few pairs the self-lacing one i've seen the self-lacing ones at a sneaker event once 
Mm-hmm. I've never seen them myself personally at mm-hmm. work, uh, but I know they sell for anywhere. I, I've seen people pay a hundred thousand dollars for this sneaker before. Wow. I believe it was uh, you know Baltimore Ravens running back Mark Ingram that literally paid. I think he said eighty thousand for his pair wow. and season tickets to the Saints at that Jeez. time. Jeez, I think I think one point they were going for like twenty five thousand when they first dropped or something yeah. like that because it was just a charity, you know. It's Got him. He got him. I think he had to like donate or I don't know. Something yeah, like it that. was like a charity. Like you had to donate money for a ticket, and all the money went to the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Yeah, cause he has the uh, Parkinson's. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of crazy. There's this one of the biggest sneaker collectors out there. His name, you know, Shoesium. Mm-hmm. I used to always watch his videos as a kid, and like he's had some. He's has he has everything. everything. Period. Everything. He's got hundred and eighty thousand dollar Nike. One of the first Nike shoes ever that were used on like the track that were actually worn in like the prototype, like the first like the OG the wa- waffles, you know, the, waf- the, the waffles, wa- yeah, the, the waffle, and like I think they made the sole was based off like a waffle maker in the mm-hmm. outsole. It's it's kind of crazy, but he's been auctioning off a lot. He's been letting go a lot of his stuff on eBay and uh, Sotheby's, and I follow him on the gram and he posts so much like. All right, I'm auctioning off this shoe, or it's on Saw the Bees. Go buy it for like five thousand dollars. And the other day, he posted a Nike briefcase that was given to Nike executives for three thousand dollars on Saw the Bees. And I was like, Jeez. "This stuff, like, you don't even know exists, dude." Yeah, it's just iconic. Some of the older Nike stuff, like the, you had to be working there. You had to be a high up at Nike to get some of this stuff. Some of it's so crazy. The briefcases, the inflatable canoes, and oh, I don't know about the inflatable canoes. So they. Did a, like an inflatable like canoe type raft. And I know there, those were given the old employees, and I've seen those a few times in person. They come with like a paddle and everything. It's super cool. Jeez, I've I seen pens, watches. Wow. Some of the older Nike employees, they they got some stuff. They got some gems, but they're probably just old, old. They're like they're, they're old, old, old dudes, folks. Man. Some OG heads. They're heading that. They better hand that down to their grandkids and their grandkids. <laughs> they're putting that on eBay. Yeah. They're getting a nice, pretty penny for it. Um, I guess. Another influential um, silhouette, um, R.I.P. Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. You know, it's almost been a year since his passing coming up. Wow. Yeah, time flies, but I'm looking you have a pair of the What the Kobe's. Yep. Iconic. Yeah. Iconic, dude. Beautiful sneaker. I got these shoes in high school. These these have seen better days. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, I've had these for about seven years now, and Jeez, I remember man. a few stories with these. These were just such a hot shoe when they came out. I remember out. when these. I was in high school. I was in English class, and me and my buddy were on the Nike website trying to cook. Yep. I did not cook. They, <laughs> they only came out at I believe two two or three stores in Michigan. I believe it was Pogo, in Birmingham, Puffer Reds, and Ipsy, and uh, House of Hoops at Fairlane. Yep. I believe. And I got these shoes in high school. I remember meeting a guy at a 7-Eleven to buy them. Yeah. And I remember I wore these to class, and my teacher calls me out in class. I was a little awkward kid in chemistry. And my teacher's like, Jacob, did you uh, mean to wear two separate shoes today? Oh, my God. I was like, "Uh, excuse me, sir, these are how they come. And he was like, how much did you spend on those shoes? And he made me disclose it in front of the entire class. Uh, you, and oh, they all no. ro- they all roasted me for they those shoes. They were laughing shoes. at you. I would, have been so, I would have left class. I said, I was, pick it me was, up, Mom. It was tough. But uh, I hooped in these shoes. I you know, I coached basketball and uh, played in you know, rec leagues. And I always try to bring some heat out on the court. For it's sure. a great ball shoe. I guess yeah. it's lightweight. And I guess I think Kobe liked his low, low cuts. Yeah, he liked it. He needed it for his... Uh, 
his ankle or when he tore his ACL, I believe, yeah. or his Achilles. Um, and then I guess later in his career, he liked more of the higher, yep, high top. He um, went to stuff. the, uh, I believe they're the Kobe nines, nines or tens. They were like those like Super high, high, high top yeah. ones. They were like those boots. are kind of those are kind of bricks. No, <laughs> sorry, Kate, those are bricks. <laughs> but they had some colorways. They though. had some dope colorways. A little goofy, but yeah. we could get some fits off with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, folks, no, he there was a. The Prelude series, gorgeous shoes, super. Remember super the OG nice Prelude series? Yeah, it had every Kobe. It was like one through eleven, was it? Eleven or twelve, something like yeah. that. Yeah, they were going for chicken, man, five hundred each. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, every obviously everything is exponentially went up in price. Yeah, um, but they still release Kobe's occasionally. I see yep. on the sneakers app some Preludes, or I don't even know. Like I, I, when I. Th- say the word prelude i'm thinking about like the og prelude and like they re-retro the preludes or something i I don't really know they just came out again with the bruce lee kobe fives and i've seen that i've seen that yeah yeah. i took an l on sneakers as usual and they came out with the grinches a few weeks ago for christmas dang the kobe grinches which were such a classic shoe he went against lebron that year on christmas day wearing those shoes they beat uh, lebron that year I, I don't even know if yeah, you beat LeBron I, that year. It's a while ago. It's a while ago. I be, I think uh, that was the year Miami actually won the final. So. Oh okay. Yeah. No, that was a very loved shoe. That and yeah. the, what the Kobe's were two. I guess one of the more the hot hot Kobe pairs. Mm-hmm. What other one was? Was there another colorway that was like super popping? They had, those are the two uh, that come to my mind. The uh, usually like the Kobe's that I really think of that went crazy are like the what does. Uh, the, whatever the All Star Game Pack ones were, yeah, definitely. They had uh, like these ones, the eights. They had the all orange. They're like the magma orange yeah. All Star Game mm-hmm. Packs, and uh, with the green swoosh, and mm-hmm. those are pretty cool. The I, Easters, yeah. Another iconic silhouette, foams. Yep. In, I mean, just in an insane shoe from a technological standpoint, a foam posit like that's just ridiculous. And people argue like the shoe that really strike the game. And changed it was um, a couple of handful of shoes, but Concords, the Elevens, the Bread Elevens, and the Foams. Yeah. The Galaxy Foams. Yeah. Those were like if you have conversations with people and you look on YouTube, like those are the shoes that like there's videos on YouTube where people are smashing windows trying to get into the mall to, oh, to buy yeah. like Concords or like it was a similar era. And then the Galaxy Foams, like that was like the shoe, you know. I and throughout my years, I think I've owned a couple pair here and there of the Galaxy Foams and. The glow in the dark outsole. It's like that shoe is They crazy, were beautiful. Dude. And like the way they, there's no other shoe to this day that is constructed like a foam. It's like that composite material. It's like stiff, but you, you can ball in them. And like yeah. it would be laced down to like the toe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy shoe. Super dude. interesting. They had the carbon fiber bottom on the bottoms yeah. on the outsoles yeah. for uh, stability. They were a great shoe. I never hooped in a pair. I've always wanted to. Yeah, and like uh, yeah, I know it's 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 a very interesting shoe. It's definitely like a wider in the toe box. Um, I think it's a dope shoe though. I mean, if I you like look them. at like the eggplants and the yellow ones. Um, they those are dope a flex, colors. dude. Like yeah. usually when we pull up with the brand new foams. They can get yellow. Don't get it twisted, man. You get yellowed. I remember back in the day, I had some fives, bro. Some Laney fives. Got an eBay for probably eighty bucks. Piss yellow. You know the sea glow. Yep. Man, you put them out in the sun. Everyone always tried to do it, and you either could do it, and it barely worked, or you just ruin your shoes. Yeah, because it would be like half yellow, or I think, bro. At one point, I think it would just separate. 
from the sun beaming on the shoe. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's and then nowadays you got like your Jason Marks and your Crep Protect and and all that stuff. I've always I've always liked the concept of beating the crap out of your shoes and not cleaning them, but sometimes you got to give them a quick wipe down. Oh yeah, you got to keep them looking yeah. a little presentable. You know, you go on a hike in them, or you know, you go take a walk in the city, yeah. you'll get a little scoffed there, a little mm-hmm. dirty. And I kind of like when I kind of left the sneaker game. I just, I mean, I should say in my perspective, when I got more into like premium leather footwear and dress footwear and like thousand dollar Oxfords and handmade boots, there's a whole nother scene out there that's like some of these guys are like almost as crazy as some of these sneaker heads were when you look at some like so the the footwear that prince charles wears is made by john lobb he's one of the oldest bootmakers in england and also there's another one called trickers where they hand make them in england the same way they made them in like 18 whatever and the way you kind of protect those shoes is you have to use like a leather leather cream like a mink oil and you have to put wooden shoe trees in the shoe and you have to use a specific wood called cedar because it's aromatic and it also absorbs the perspiration because leather when you when you talk about these premium like thousand dollar leather shoes Mm -hmm. everything is leather the inside is leather there's no removable insole the outside is leather so are they comfortable very comfortable because when you wear leather over time um, well, they make the shoe based off a of last, and each shoe is constructed differently based off the width of your foot and the length. So they're custom a lot, made. A lot of times they're custom made, which is called bespoke in that field, and they basically customize the shoe based off of the specifications on your foot. And your right foot or your left foot's also always different sizes. So I think if you look, I've scaled my foot on a Bronick scale, where it's like I think. One of my foot's a nine and a half E, and the other one's a ten D. So there's slight differences, mm. and throughout the day, your feet swell, and they'll they'll swell in like the width. So a lot of shoes nowadays are made from a fashion aspect rather than a more ergonomical aspect. So I'm reading this book called um, Army Soldier Munson. It's by Edward Munson. He created the last the Munson last for soldiers in like the twenties because their foot would always hurt from marching in the military. So right. he basically wrote this 300-page book of how to construct the greatest military shoe that is comfortable and you can march in it 24 hours, seven days a week. So I'm looking at it more uh, at a uh, perspective of, all right, what is the most healthy footwear and made of the most highest quality materials? So it gets very deep and it gets um, very expensive and it gets the quality gets to an insane aspect of like there's nothing better than this construction of this type of leather and the more you wear the leather shoe it'll mold to your foot because the leather will heat up it's like a skin it'll absorb and it'll like um yeah it's like you got to keep your skin moisturized you know what i'm saying so you keep your um your leathers moisturized and you put the shoe tree in there so the leather doesn't curl up and the shoe tree will absorb the perspiration that your foot gave off throughout the day and a lot of time, these shoes can last anywhere from, if you just condition them and put shoe trees in them, they'll last 5, 10, 20 years. And you can get them refurbished at a cobbler. You put a new outsole on, they stitch it on there, you're good to go. And that's like a whole nother, let's say that for a whole nother episode, but <laughs> it's, um, that's the field that I'm, I guess, my vision's on now rather than sneakers. But 
Would you still consider yourself a sneakerhead? I I rare I don't I I don't even own sneakers to be honest. Like, I have no sneakers. No sneakers. Literally, I have probably no sneakers. I'm wow. But I have like some boots that are like took me six months to find. Okay. Like some there's um I got some these boots coming in from Russia that I hope come in, man. And I've been, I've took me about three to six three to four months to find this pair of boots. What what kind of boots are these? It's a Jap- Japanese exclusive Red Wing boot. And you know the book I was talking about, the Munson? Yeah. So the boot is based off the Munson last. And it's based off the military shoe that was used in World War II and what the soldiers were, were using. And it's just a beautiful construction. It's made from a uh, vegetable tanned leather, a nitrile cork sole. And they were only released in Japan with limited quantities. So the Japanese, they don't mess around. They buy them out and they they're gone. You can't buy them. They weren't in the they weren't released in the United States. So I'll be on these retailers trying to, and they released five years ago. So at this point they're extinct. I don't want to buy a used pair. Right. Even if a used pair, they go for five hundred bucks, six hundred bucks a used pair. So I was on Grailed and I always refresh and check. And this dude from Moscow had a pair in my size. That's crazy. For a steal, I should say. And I bought them and I was like so happy. I didn't get them in yet, though. <laughs> They're still in transit. And then the other day, I'm on eBay, dude. And I save my searches on eBay. So when a new item is listed, I get a notification saying, hey, John, it's listed. So this one dude in California had the other. So they released two colorways. It was a burgundy and then a Irish natural tan colorway. Dead stock, OG box, my size. Snagged them for a ridiculous ridiculous steal this he, this guy didn't know what he had basically like it, I, this is like once in a blue moon like you run across somebody doesn't know what they have yeah and somehow they come across it and it's been sitting in their collection they never wore it and this guy just let him go and he he in the title he named them another they didn't call, even know what they were he, he named them something else a shoe that looks similar to what the boot is mm-hmm. but it's not that so the shoe is called the munson ranger he titled them as a Iron Ranger, which is a completely different shoe. You can d- tell the toe box is different, the leather is completely different, all that. And that's when I know it's like, dang, I feel bad. You know, he's selling them for way under market value, even if you find them. But I bought them so a blink of an eye, I just checked out instantly. Like eBay or Grailed? eBay. This pair was on eBay. Okay. And like, they would have been gone in the next probably 10 to 20 seconds like like they would like the scene is crazy it's not just sneakers man some of these boot guys oh these, yeah these footwear like they they go insane and like a lot of them are older folks um and they, they still they you can't mess them with those guys man they'll they'll snag them and they, they i've been checking the tracking they come in on monday and Ooh. just bro you look so long for a pair and it's like they 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 sometimes you just want to give up like i'm done looking i'm done looking oh yeah i can't find them I'm on Reddit. I'm on all these forums. Like, you can't. They're done. And then one day you wake up, and it's like, the Holy Lord's blessed you today, and, like, you got them. And it's like, dang, because I'm going to wear this shoe. It can last you forever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So It's a great. It's like a treasure hunt. And it's based off the military shoe, so it's made to the specifications of, like, soldiers. You know what I'm saying? Like, marching in the war. So the shoe's a tank. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm excited to get them in, so... It's always the best feeling uh, when you finally look, acquire you that shoe. Finally find it, and it's, um, 
obviously I'm referring to a different category, but it's still yeah. the same concept regardless if it's the sneaker or if it's a dress shoe or like a cowboy boot. Any so. old clothing in general, even, you know, yeah, some or old it's just rap something you want, you're looking for, like those entourage. Pieces. Like you said, yeah. nine months you were looking and you finally got them. Like we may sound like lunatics to some people, like straight buffoons, but we do it for the love, dude. Like it's it's insane, dude. And like there's still stuff out there that I look for that I may never find, you know. But maybe that one day you, 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 it'll come across and you, you'll find it. And especially with COVID now, it's everybody's shopping online. Everybody's using eBay way more than they did a couple of years ago. So oh yeah, every day the every day that passes, there's more registered users. There's more items being listed, but there's more stuff being gone. Ten years from now, there won't be this these these stuff that we can readily buy. It'll be you know? absolute, yeah. It'll be just gone, and people that really really like them, they're not selling them, dude. Or if they will sell them, they're asking an arm and a leg, but. So you always got to keep your, you never know what you're going to come across someday. You might not think you came across that item, but you may not expect it to pay that amount, but you just got to bite the bullet yeah. sometimes, dude. And it, no, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I got a question for you. I have two questions Shoot for you, it, man. I want to know, last year, it might have been two years ago, I sent you a picture of yourself that I found on the sneakers app. And I, oh, I have to, I have the to. Nike sneak. Oh, you don't know about what happened. I, I don't. I don't know the story. I don't know the story. I remember I went on and I was like, "Is this John? Is is he on sneakers right now?" Wait, you just seen that on the app? Like you just went on the app? And yeah, you seen my I face? sent you the picture of of you on the app. I was like, yeah. I was like, what? Like what is going on right now? Uh, I have to hear the story. Yeah. Oh, so the story was. Um I was on the sneakers app, the actual Nike sneakers app. I, I guess this is back in my modeling days. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it was like a random thing. So I get a text message from my buddy Mike. And he's like, dude, you want to model for Nike? I was like, what? I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. He's like, he's like, okay. So I get a text in this like, number. And I was like, who the heck's this? He's like, hey, I'm, um, my name's so-and-so. I'm not going to disclose names, but... Um, I want to shoot for Nike. I'm on the marketing team. I was like, all right, dope. Detroit, this time, be there. I was like, all right. So I pull up. A couple of flicks are taken. Um, sign a little contract. And then I walk away. And like that's it. And then it's like, all right, we're going to choose. Like, I guess they probably photographed 50 or some people. And they choose the best ones. And like for the sneakers app to be shown Yeah. for like the city thing. So it's like the Detroit guys and the Chicago did one. LA did one. And then I wake up one day and I and I see that I've been chosen to be showcased on. I was like, "Oh crap, this is dope!" Did you know that it was for the sneakers? Yeah, app? I knew it was for the sneakers, okay. but it, you weren't guaranteed to be on it if your photo was taken. So they're choosing the best. So I had the uh, at the time I had the Nike Daybreaks, the undercover joints, and I put this fit together with like these vintage Levi's I had with the, with this vintage Audi jacket. And I was like, "All right, dope." I'm kind of fit it up. So I take the pic and then I wake up and like, oh crap, I'm on there. And I got people texting me like, "Yo, you're on the sneakers app." Oh, like this is dope, and it was sick. I I, guess, I don't, I think it's still on there somehow. Like if you Google <laughs> Detroit sneakers or something like that, like you probably see my face. But you seen that and you were like confused, like what? I was mad confused. <laughs> I was like, "How is how is John?" This, I didn't even know you were modeling. <laughs> I I wasn't know. I didn't know what was going on. No, it was it was super random and it was it was kind of dope because like I don't know how many people seen that photo and like my Instagram is on there and it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um. 
and then you, you went to work and like this with the StockX guys like what the, what's going on yeah every, everyone at work saw you know I've, you know everyone there yeah, obviously so, they, so. they all seen it on the, sna- on the yep. sneakers everyone after, was like, showing everyone like yeah john's on sneakers <laughs> now like we all take l's on sneakers john's actually on the <laughs> app it was the coolest thing we all thought it was dope yeah no it's funny dude and, like, i loved all those guys back at StockX, mm-hmm. dude all great people for sure yeah and good times and no, that was funny, man. Um, yeah, that was the story of how I was on there. I gotta find that photo. I might like repost it or something. <laughs> it was it it's pretty was, iconic. It was, I mean, it especially was now, it's like that was one or two years ago. Mm-hmm. Now it's like it's every day you wake up. Sneaker app is more hype. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, just releases literally every three days every at this day, point. I'm day. on every other day, making sure I know what's coming I out, never, trying never, for all these releases. I never cook, dude. <laughs> My one tip I will share with everyone, some friendly oh, advice. Man. I'm going to be nice to Dang. I don't the know audience this tip. Today. I don't know no tricks. What is so it? the biggest thing with the Nike sneakers app, a lot of people are super worried, what if these shoes don't sell? Like, I don't know what I'm buying. If you do a little bit of research, it's not too difficult. But the biggest thing with Nike, they do free returns on every Everything. product for up to a year if you don't wear it. Yeah. So if you buy a pair of shoes... And you're not super sure if they're going to be reselling. Like, should I go for these? Should I go for these? You can get free returns no matter what. Yeah. yeah. You can get your money back guaranteed. So do you go for every single shoe then? Not every shoe. I have more of a... I I understand the market of shoes pretty well, I would say. And I go for a majority of the releases. Most that will... Pretty much everything that will sell. Just because if I can make the... 50, 60, 100 bucks. If I can make it, why not? And... You know, I'm not using bots free returns, or... free shipping, and all that. Yeah, Use, yeah. But as for actually acquiring the shoe on a draw, or the, is there any tips you can share? I don't or know anything. Not? I take more L's than pretty okay. much. I anyone. thought you had a trick up your sleeve on some art. You got to do this. No, no, no. Turn your Wi-Fi to a three quarter, like some special reverse engineer the app or something. I always turn my Wi-Fi off. I know if you have too many people on one Wi-Fi really? network, like okay. if you're like. You know, you and the homies, you got your you know, iPad, your Mac. Yeah, your, if you your got iPod. you know thirty accounts going for it on one, you know VPN connection. Sus. Nike will be like, all right, let's uh, back off this guy mm-hmm. real quick. But uh, I always use you know LTE, five G, four G, whatever. Okay. It is. Yeah, especially if not five G. You know, I, I'm you gotta be quick I, with it. Yeah, five G, man. I got the five G on the phone. I might have to start cooking on the sneakers, but um, it's like, like there's you got the Nike draw and then you got the Nike first come first serve. Yep. You're both. You can take an L regardless. I take the L regardless. I don't. It don't matter what. If it it's is. a draw when it says you have ten minutes to enter, you have fifteen minutes you're to enter. Sweating, you yeah. know you're not getting the shoe. You're not much. Getting You shoot. know it's a long shot at to say the least. It's you know however many accounts are going for these shoes, and there's not a lot of pairs of these shoes. You know, maybe you know twenty five thousand pairs. But there's also a million people going for them. Literally so, a million. Like they're yeah. probably more. Like it's an insane amount. But the first come, I still man, still take an L on that. <laughs> it's it, it's definitely tough. I've taken more than my fair share of L's. Yeah, I know everyone else has. It happens. It happens, yeah. man. But that one day, you know, that dub. The first got him screen is always the best. It's bro, yeah, it's it's fun, dude. What was your first thing you've ever copped off sneakers? Your first got him screen. Do you remember it? I ha- bro, honestly, I got a couple of sneaker accounts. A couple. Yeah, I don't know why. Like it was probably on accident. Cause like I don't know, like, a couple of sneakers sneakers accounts. Under different emails, um, I really wanted these, bro. The I really want. I really wanted these. They were a gorgeous shoe. That is a gorgeous shoe, man. Um, 
I remember the first shoe I ever got off this the sneakers. Is, on app. this account, I just got some cactus plant, like a freaking thing. But I cooked the cactus plant in Air Force Ones. That's before. a good show. Yeah, I made some chicken off those. Mm. But, dang, bro, honestly, I've been had horrible luck with the sneakers app, man. But I remember, I guess, one of the... I cooked, and I'm not a sneakers app, but I cooked a Supreme Foam retail back in the day. Way That's back. That's crazy. Which is kind of crazy, kind of yeah. crazy. Um, and it was off a of restock, believe it or not. Ridiculous, but... From Supreme? From Supreme, yeah. It was like that 1120 restock or whatever? Something like that. I think yeah. it was a new one. Re- something weird, man. But I got so lucky. So long, it was a long, long time mm-hmm. ago. But um, what... Was that, was that the question? Yeah, what was yeah. the first thing you got on sneakers? Yeah, but... I wish I can pull that up, but all I see was a cactus plant thing right there. But I, yeah, I, I've had more than a fair share amount of L's on, on sneakers. I'd, I'd say that for sure, man. More than is definitely what I cook, but I've cooked some ye- a lot of good hot Yeezys in the past off Adidas and Yeezy okay. Supply. And I'm, I've never been the, the cooker, like, oh, I cook this and that, but I've, I've had my fair share of cooks, but I'm more of a guy that's, all right, I get lucky on this eBay grab, you know? Cause I just been I've been using eBay since I was like fourteen years old, you know, yeah. like baby. So I know how to maneuver the, the the platform, you know. I got probably over a thousand feedback. Like it's it's prime time. Your eBay account is serious. It's serious. It's serious. but I'm more of a a buyer, you know. Like I hunt weird stuff that not everybody's looking for, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I come across it occasionally, and I'm just into the Japanese stuff now. So, um, a lot of that stuff, you know. Bro, I'll be on Facebook Marketplace. I'll be everywhere. Oh, I'll I be love, on, I love Facebook Cra- Marketplace. I was the other day. I was on Craigslist. Picked up these boots for eighty bucks. Flipped them for two eighty. Some Jeez. just some boots, some leather boots on Craigslist. Some, on Craigslist, dude. Jeez. It's like I'm telling you, man. You, the hustle is real. Like you, I'll make a penny off. I'll buy a router for twenty bucks and sell it for thirty bucks. I'll make a. I'll sell anything. I'll buy. No, I. I am buy. I will buy anything in this world for the right price. Are you? Would you consider yourself a reseller then? Yes. 100 percent you're not even gonna deny it i am a reseller just to make you know i gotta eat you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah, and I, you gotta do and what then, you gotta do but there's some uh, garments and stuff that i buy that used to you know use the profit or you make that money to buy that you know what yeah. i'm saying so it's paying for the item that i really of want. of course but if i get a pair of like jordan like, i'm not gonna wear them, you know what i'm saying like and i'm definitely trying to downscale and it's like i look at things now all right i used to have I can't, 57 pairs of jeans. I counted 57 pairs of jeans. 57 pairs of jeans. And it's like, bro, well, am I going to wear 57 pair of jeans that are all my size that like on my rotation? No, I'm not, I'm not. So what I'm looking at, so I once I learned a lot about the Japanese denim and all that, I was like, all right, I'll spend $300 on this Japanese pair of jeans that nobody in the world probably has and I'm getting it from overseas and like DHL it to me. But... I won't allow myself to buy it unless I sell 10 pair of these. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just want to, th- I see things as more of a minimalistic scale. So, my entire garments that I'm wearing, I want it to be of the highest quality instead of having 15 to 20 items that are poor quality. I'd rather have that one high quality garment that's going to look better with age. Right. You know? Something that you can really hold on to. Yeah, and that fits me well. And like, I know everything about it. I can explain what I'm wearing and this and that rather than just wearing. 500 pairs of denim you know what i'm saying i used to have a bunch of shoes that i would not wear you know probably 50 some pairs whatever i wouldn't wear them i would just sit there i'd throw them in the, in the closet i'd throw them in the, in the rack and it's like why and i started liquidating all this stuff all right 
why don't I just spend the money, cough up, stop being a you know a cheapo, cough up the money on the pair that you really really want, mm-hmm. wear those to death. You know, that's what I see things now for myself as a, st- a style standpoint. So is there, that's where I'm at. Is there anything that you wish you still had from back in the day, sneakers, boot, clothing wise? That you like the item you wish you didn't destroy, or you wish you still had. What would it be? There's a cup item like price wise, or just like oh, I just love just the item you wish you still had. The item like yeah, so you just don't have anymore. Um, you sold it. You I did w- something with. I it. had a, like um, I had these. I had Patsburg Jaspers. <laughs> okay. 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 I'll just say that. That's probably one of the, Okay. I'll just say I wish I had that. That's $10,000. But I don't have those. But um, that'd be one shoe I had. But I had a pair of Yeezy Season 3 boots that were off the runway. Just one of ones. Um, nobody knew what they were. Like, they wouldn't, they wouldn't really have a value. How'd you even acquire these? <laughs> this the guy on this like model dude that I got him off of. Like, I don't want to point fingers or say names, but um, I got him off him. And they were worn on the runway, the easy season runway, and sample all that good stuff. And I sold them for like a good ass price. And I'm thinking now, I was like, dang, why did I sell those? You know, it's like you look back like, dang, why did I sell those? And I had some skunks that I wish I like just stuff that that is so obviously like tenfold in value that you kind of wish you didn't sell. Or just dead. I love dead stock stuff that's worth cheese now, you know. Yeah. And you know it, but at the same time, you make that pro- you take that profit and you go buy. It. You you did so much with that profit, so it doesn't really matter. But sometimes it's like, dang, that would have been sick to have. To like, all right, let me. Um, not necessarily wear them because I'm super picky with what I put on my body nowadays. But you just want when I'm wearing some. All right, let me smell. You know, smell the shoe. Let me feel the shoe. Let me just look at it. You know, inspect it at night before I go to bed. You know. <laughs> Just to make sure it's like, yeah, it's like a little, little little sneaker ritual, I guess. Yeah. One of the items I am just like super upset about that I got rid of, I had the uh, Kanye West Bapestas. The oh, brown man. and tan Dead leather. Stock? I, they were worn. Size 11, which is a pretty tough tough size to find for Bapestas. And I got them from Jake Schreier back in the day uh, from at Pogo. And I had these shoes, and I wait, wore them wait. for back in the day from Pogo. Where you took? He, I got them from Jake Schreier. Resell. from Pogo. He was at Pogo. I remember meeting this him at uh, Pogo back in the day, yeah. and I remember dead getting stock, right? Not that oh, stock. Not that they stock. were worn. They were yeah. worn. Your but size I, though. My size. I wore them to school, and I remember people literally made fun of them because of the colorway, and people just didn't know what they were at the time, and. Berkeley didn't, you know, I went to Berkeley High School. They didn't have yeah. a huge sneaker community or a huge sneaker scene. And people thought they were bowling shoes. And they flamed me for wearing no. these now $5,000 babe shoes. They were, wow. They sold for some money back in the day. Not like how they are no, now. Not like but, no, they were under 1000 for sure. All day under 1000 yeah. 600 something like yeah. that. Yeah. But people used to, I remember getting flamed for wearing them to school two or three times. You know, my cousin Ryan... You know, he flamed me more than uh, yeah. my fair share for wearing them, and I I sold them. I was like, all right, I'm not taking, I'm not taking the heat Dang. no more. And that's a shoe. I've, I, I've been there, man. Yeah. With in high school, man, I was there was a Yeezy Season One screening at the movie theater in AMC on Hall Road, and they were first twenty guests get free Yeezy Season One windbreakers, and I got one. The white ones, the right? The white ones, right? And I wore that to school with Rick Owen Geo baskets. <laughs> I was one of the 
the worst days ever. I was getting dogged on in the halls. I was getting dogged in class. I was getting dogged oh, on yeah. the girl in front of me, the girl behind me, getting flamed, roasted. I said, "Yo, yo, these are made in. These are a thousand dollars shoes. This windbreaker is. There's only twenty of these, and relax." Yeah, I, I remember flamed, that. bro. Just resurrect. Just beat. The, I was getting bullied, borderline bullied, dude. They hate um, us because they ain't us. We were on that fashion tab. <laughs> uh, it's funny, dude. Um, I remember that uh, Yeezy Windbreaker was such thin material. It felt like a trash bag. bag. Yeah. yeah. Bro, people were saying, bro, you wearing a tr- pointing fingers at me. He wearing a trash bag yeah. to school. He poor. I don't know, bro. I was, I was, I was, get, face was getting all red. Man, bro, if you wore skinny jeans, just know that you're getting dogged on. You're getting roasted if you're wearing skinny Especially jeans. Especially with the geo baskets. Oh man, you're you're clown shoes. You're looking yeah. like a buffoon, man. It was yeah, it was yeah, it was kind of rough, man. <laughs> it's so crazy though, because we're talking about these items and yeah. people not liking them and getting flamed. But fast forward a little bit now. Yeah, now these items are such crazy value. They're so hyped. Everyone would a one of twenty five Yeezy Windbreaker. Would be absolutely crazy yeah. right now. The Kanye West babes, mm-hmm. those, the Geo baskets, all like, OG, like older Rick Owens is just so popular. Crazy, right and they just like go for insane amounts. And yeah, it's you know, but I, I look at things now as as in a different perspective for mm-hmm. myself, and it's not. It's more off of what I genuinely like, you know, and and that's what I'm gonna wear. And I know so much information about what I'm wearing. I can have a conversation about the materials for an hour straight of how it was constructed. I know it down to the detail. I probably know, I can probably tell you what factory it came out of in Japan and stuff. And that's where I'm at in my journey, I guess, for when it comes to clothing. And I think this is, it's at a point where I like reached a tier where it's like, all right, this is it. This is what I'm going to stick with. And I don't think anybody's going to change my mind or tell me not to wear you found this. found your style. That, it's like I found it, you know, and I'm still unlocking and unleashing. And it's very difficult to get some of the products that I now I'm buying and I'm getting in. And it's because there's only like probably four to five retailers in the whole United States that carry this stuff. And right. they make it in such limited quantity where I'm a smaller guy, so I need a 29 waist. And they might only make them at a size 30. Because the Japanese already took the 26 to 20 to 29, you know, mm-hmm. so it could be stressful at times, you know, but that's where I'm at on a, on, a, on a perspective and I enjoy it and I love it and it's fun, dude. And I learn every single day. I, l- I wake up and I learn and I like being versatile so I can sit here and talk about sneakers, but I can also sit here and talk about boots for 40 hours, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, the whole what's concept is, you know, you don't got to put yourself in a category of, R. I'm only going to wear this. Like, I, I have a wide range of knowledge, but I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't have a huge sneaker collection, but I have an insane knowledge about shoes, but I have a crazy boot collection. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, um, it's, it's fun, dude. And it's, it all, at the end of the day, like whether you're a watch collector, car collector, you know, whatever, Everybody's into their own thing, but it's all we can all relate, you know, and that's kind of it's important for sure. Yeah, but sneakers, man, it's it's shoes you put on your feet at the end of the day. It's you know, you kind of got to like breathe sometimes. Say, all right, like 
let me not stress. Let me just take it easy. You know, these are just shoes. They're just material objects. Mm-hmm. You know, let me breathe. Um, but they've taken us and so many people so far. And I don't look at things, all right, that's just like, people might look at us or a certain field of people and say, all right, you're very materialistic, blah, 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 this and that. No, like, it's, I promise you, it's much, it's not just a pair of jeans, it's not just a pair of shoes, not just a pair of boots, it's where it has taken us and who I've met and what I've done in my shoes, in my clothes, and who I've, you know, it's it's very, um, it's important to all of us, you know, and I kind of want to stress that because some people might have a different eye on it and they just want to wear it because the next guy wearing it. But I just want people to know if I had one thing to say is kind of like for people like, you know, us and people we know and the culture, it's a billion times deeper than what it looks like on the surface. You know, we can break it down. I can educate you or you can educate (laughs) me. And like, I want to learn all the day. So it's fun, man. Yeah, it's definitely the journey behind everything is definitely my favorite part. The people we meet, the things we see, um, you know, and some of the rarest items in the world, some of the rarest Somehow we've had in contact with and we've touched and felt them. And Lord knows where some of our samples have went or some of our, our dead stock stuff. Like, where is, mm-hmm. like, it's in somebody's collection enjoying it so much. You know what I'm saying? That's it's crazy like lord knows where that where like some of your sneakers have been bro all yeah. over the world worldwide everywhere it, it's kind of crazy and like it's just a pair of shoes you know yeah it's what it all it's all starts somewhere and it's history at this point you know yeah it's history and you kind of got to somehow you know the next generation that comes up how do they learn about the nike sps and the nike dunks and the, all the air max lines and the jordan ones and all that when they they're going to be extinct you know and we've had the opportunity, fortunate enough, to be able to see these shoes in person and feel them and understand them, you know? But this was a set in time. They're going to be gone in 10, 20, 30 years. They're going to be extinct. Yeah. So I don't know how the next generation will kind of view sneakers and footwear. and like. But I just hope they have the same respect level that me and you have and other people is my concern is – you just respect the product, you know. It's it's not just the surface of the shoe. It's respect the history or the OGs that allow us to even have these shoes, you know. Yeah. And I guess we'll kind of close it out from there and um, respect the garments, man. We love this stuff, so. Yeah. Respect mm-hmm. the culture. It's all about the culture. Yeah. Don't be a culture vulture. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Like we love it, man. We can I, we can literally sit here and talk for another fifty hours on on. On a, on a category of shoes, on a runner, but I feel like we kind of hit base on a lot of, I guess, the. I think we just touched, brushed the surface, I, <laughs> yeah. I should say. Not even went in depth, but um, it's fun, dude. And at the end of the day, we all got to wear shoes when we step out the crib, so <laughs> buy what you like, folks. Yep. Everyone's um, got to wear them. Yeah. And any last things that, to toss on before we close it out, Jacob? Uh, not too much. I would say... If you get in the sneakers or if you are in the sneakers, uh, really have the appreciation for it. Uh, learn your history. You know, make your connections, make some friends, and just uh, have fun. You know, it shouldn't be yeah. stressful. You know, most of all, have fun. Most important rule. Yeah, because you know we've been stressed at times and angry and like we can't get this or this is not working out and you know it happens. You know, that's yeah. just part of the journey. Um, at the end of the day, it's it's all. Exp- it's all with experience, period. 
it takes hundreds and thousands of shoes to be, you know, an extreme expert on the history and you got to own this stuff rather than just read it and like wear it and see how it reacts and and all that stuff but we do it because we love it period i mean that's it is what it is it's a true love for the game yeah it's we love it i mean as you can tell the way we talk about it we just we love it dude i mean there's it's that it is what it is you know and it's it's who i am today you know i don't i wouldn't be the person i am without the experiences i had with clothes and shoes so Jacob, buddy, appreciate you. Appreciate having you on, dude. Getting, um, you know, we t- discussed a wide range of uh, you know footwear and different categories, and hope folks out there listen and you know enjoy what we had to say. Yeah, John, thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. It's my first time ever doing a podcast, so grateful you had me. And uh, you know I'm a fan, so I'm excited for this. Appreciate it, man. Yep, this is actually um, the first podcast of the year, and it's the longest. We're at about two hours right now, wow. so. This is a lot of good information, and this is a, and it's going to be an archive, so you can look back, listen back ten years from now, and listen to what we were talking about, and hopefully some of you learned something. You know, a lot of experts out there, you guys already know this stuff. I get it, you know, but some folks may not. So don't be afraid to educate, you know. And I'm always willing to learn. Any, I'm always willing to learn. We're all always willing to learn because you'll never know everything. But Jacob, buddy, appreciate it. I'll close it out there. Coming to you live from Michigan. Until next time, folks. Cheers. Thank you.